This podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Go to patreon.com slash Media today to help us continue creating new content for the Dark Age of Camelot community. That's patreon.com slash Media. Here's this week's State of the Game. Welcome to the weekly State of the Game stream. We're super happy to have you with us. So we're this is something that we do every single week. Um, sometimes it's on Mondays. It's going to be on Tuesdays moving forward. It was last week. We talk about, we break down everything. Um, the latest news, uh, events. There's so much to cover this week, too. There's so much to cover. So, uh, Gear Bunny says, uh, I'll start with some breaking news. Gear Bunny Fusion 1.127 should be available by this weekend. I'm in final debugging now. That is super exciting. So, talk, uh, tell us, uh, are there any new features? Do we have to wait? to talk about this give us the rundown what what exactly are you doing with um with uh, the new the new version of fusion that's uh that's very very exciting news by the way i've been posting some screenshots in the template section well let's go over there Ooh, okay so ooh, there's there's a layout change this looks a lot cleaner that's awesome so um for those who are just joining welcome to the uh uh, welcome to the uh, state of the game, the weekly state of the game. We're talking now. This is uh, breaking news. CNN breaking news. Gear Bunny Classic is in chat, and uh, he's just dropped a bomb on us that there's a brand new version. I guess it's not a bomb for folks that are paying attention to Discord, but uh, there's a brand new version of Gear Bunny Fusion 1.127 coming out, and it is, in fact, the major change is a layout change, and this looks super clean. I can't tell you what version I'm on. I'd have to go look. It's it's probably a few versions old, um, but I've been running 1.12642 on my end. And it, for those who don't know, there are um, templating is super important in Dark Age of Camelot. Hopefully you're watching this and you know that and you're not just I mean, if you're running King's Gear because you can't afford it or there's yeah, I suppose there's other reasons why you're new to the game. That's fine. Uh, but templating is is a, a super crucial like part of getting your tune ready um, being able to play it to its advantage, having all of the toys that you need. Certainly cap stats is also important. Less now that you can get King's gear with cap stats. But anyway, um, Gear Bunny is one of the very few tools, few tools that exist today that allow you to template. DAOC Utils, who is written by Hops, uh, has been buggy the last, uh, I don't know, I would say the last month or two. Uh, I know he's been working on it but it's, it's not exactly uh, 100%. And so uh, Gear Bunny Fusion's been like the stable for me, like the place to go and, and do all my templates. It's fantastic. And uh, with Broadsword releasing the, uh, the the item database, I think the last time it was updated was last year. It should, should still be current, maybe? And folks in chat can tell me if they know better than I. I think it's for the most part, like 99% of it is up to date. It might be completely. But anyway, um, in combination with them releasing all that JSON, the data in JSON, it means that um, uh, Gear Bunny can, you know, essentially works off of that database, which is far more complete than anything else that exists right now. I don't care what site you're on, the internal database is like barn on the best. And so Gear Bunny is a, a really awesome tool to use and yeah you can you can absolutely enter it manually so zoo's here hello zoo good to see you woke is here aka extraterrestrial insomnia games is here hello insomnia 
for those who that is a bit small. I got to bring that up. Insomnia um, is one of the other Twitch streamers who does um, a phenomenal, phenomenal job and has a, a great Twitch stream that's up. Uh, he runs uh, on mid. I think you're either a Valk or a Thane, right? Are you a Thane, Insomnia? I think you're running a th- I think your your main tune is a Thane, right? Anyway, another great uh, another great stream. You should check it out. And if you want to drop your Twitch link in, in chat, you're more than welcome to. OK, so we've got some stuff to talk about. There's been, there we go. Okay, so AK Extraterrestrial. We'll go to chat questions first. All right, four questions for you tonight. Question one, if Dark Age of Camelot 2 magically, wait, one. we'll try that again. Maybe not enough beer tonight. Um, if Dark Age of Camelot magically and surprisingly launched tomorrow with similar mechanics. Oh, DAOC 2, I get it. <laughs> I do need more beer or some sleep. If the same feel and the same atmosphere, would it be a success for that era of game, um, gaming past for the masses? No, um, it's not past. There is, oh, Bammers is here. Hey, Bammers, you're here. I hope everything went well today. I don't think there is, um, I don't think DAOC is done. I just don't. I think it is here to stay. Whether, uh, you know, in the current situation that the game is in, where it's in this, um, I'm not going to call it like a moment of limbo. It's not in limbo. But this transitional period that the game is going through, uh, I think that there is some waning in terms of population. But I do think there's some really interesting stuff on the horizon that is uh, really exciting. And we'll dive into that in a minute. If DAOC 2 came out, it would be a smash hit. People are comfortable with the the storyline. People are comfortable with the classes, um, the mechanics of the game. Sure, if they rewrote everything from the ground up, you know, I, I, I'm, I think it would bring people back. It's the mechanics that really make it or break it. People don't come to DAOC for the graphics, although they're not terrible, right? The, um, the game embryo slash Netimmerse engine still, I mean, it's still a beautiful game. It's definitely old school, but it's still very pretty. It's the mechanics. And it's the amount of thought that has gone into building all of these classes across all three realms. Uh, The thought that's gone into how those classes fit into group makeups and how they work together as a a whole. Uh, Please, yeah, so something happened earlier today, and I'm not... (laughs) Earlier today, like a couple of hours ago. Not proud of this moment, but I saw Woke running with an 8-man, an ALB 8-man, and I'm like, that's IRC. That's IRC right there. IRC's there. Run from IRC. It wasn't IRC. And I should have known better. But I saw Woke, and apparently I, my pillow and I have not been spending enough time bonding with one another, because I seriously thought that was IRC. Turns out IRC's off for the night, or IRC. The zoo crew is off for the night. It was Eastern Wind. And this is the problem that I have with calling IRC IRC. It's not IRC. There's no such thing. We, I don't know. It's awkward to call them like, hey, look, there's that competitive eight man out there tearing things up. It's it. It's awkward. I don't know what to call those competitive eight mans that are out there, but it's I sh- we should not be calling them IRC. And I am just as guilty as everybody else for doing that. Yeah, of course you did woke. Because I say something or there's somebody in, in in Discord on the stream says it and people just jump on it like crazy. Call it a group. What a phenomenal idea. 
It's a group. I'm not calling it that competitive eight, man. There's no way. It was Eastern Wind. Okay, good. Yeah, I logged into Alb to talk about the state of the game stream tonight and to let people know that it was on. By the way, if you're uh, if you're in uh, a Discord where you haven't seen me post or if you've got an Alliance chat up or if you happen to be in a realm and you want to drop it in region, let folks know that this is going on. This is a weekly show that we do. And oddly enough, not not enough people catch it live, but a metric crap ton of people watch it on YouTube and watch it on Twitch replays. This is the most popular thing that I do on the channel. Bar none. I still don't know how that's possible, but I get there's so many so many views of this after the fact, and it would be nice if people actually caught it live and got a chance to submit their own questions, because we talk sometimes for a couple of hours about everything under the sun. That's usually game related. We try and keep it game related. Sometimes my dog makes an appearance or we talk about other stuff. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot to get to. There's a lot to get to this week. Um, so the uh, the most recent grab bag came out. Um, the, I think Beep calls it the penultimate grab bag. And the 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 newsletter talked a lot about um, uh, the, the previous newsletter that came out, talked a lot about some of the upcoming changes that are being made, or at least hinted about upcoming changes that are being made to keeps. So I want to talk about that tonight. I want to talk about the server, the new server, and what that really means what I think it really means. And I can't go into too much detail because I'm still kind of feeling things out, but I think there's a lot more here that's really exciting than I, people are just like, where's the classic server? But there's a lot more that's happening that I, I, I think people need to focus on. Veneer says, I just joined for tonight's State of the Realm. We could do it State of the Realm, State of the Game. So forgive me if it's been addressed. Can we talk about Ripweed? Sure. We talked about Ripweed last week. Uh, we can talk about it this week. So, um... Back on, I think it was November 23rd or 24th, there were a couple of people in the public DAOC Discord that noticed that Ripweed had been killing um, a whole series of tunes in Alb New Frontiers all at the same time and wondered what was going on, looked those tunes up, realized that they were all sub-level 50, and thought, wow, that probably looks a bit suspicious. And so it was appealed. It was sent in. And I believe Broadsword determined and Broadsword doesn't comment on stuff like this, but it's it's my understanding and belief that Broadsword determined that there was something not quite right going on and performed a, an RP reset on his on his tune to the tune of 93 uh, plus million realm points. Now, here's what I, I know for sure. He was not RP farming. He was not doing this for RPs. He was doing this to get kill credit for what I think was the solo quest. I don't think he was doing it for a title. I think he was doing it to complete a daily daily quest. There was no uh, seasonal event that was going on that required, at least on the 23rd, that required kill credit. Uh, he's already made Lone Enforcer, and he's light years away from getting Lone Assassin. I just don't think... Uh, I just don't think he was trying to do it to get like his solo kills in to make the title. I think he was doing it to complete the solo quest because all of these uh, tunes were sub level 50. And he wasn't killing a lobby. Um, I broadsword. Look, had he been killing uh, a lobby group that was 
eight man lobby group that happen to be out in New Frontiers just sort of reliving there. And this happens. There are some people that are like level one or level 10 or level 15 that happen to stumble out in New Frontiers. We came across this the other night and we were like, wait, this is super suspicious. And we messaged the guy. It was on him. And he's like, I'm just out here by the DC docks, like reliving all of my memories from 10 years ago. It was not that if it was that broadsword would not have reset his RPs. Yeah, and um, and and uh, X Wampix says, or Wampix, please, maybe I just call you Womp, Womp Womp. Um, uh, he says, look at the tombs that he killed; they have like a hundred deaths. There was obviously something going on. Wook says, happened to me once, and a cleric ran across like an eight man of X spears at the snow trackers in Midland. So that's fine. There were snow trackers. That's a popular XP spot. If I was a CSR, breaking news, I'm not. <laughs> if I was a CSR, uh, I would uh, I would probably see that and uh, I would know I would know better. But there are things Broadsword knows what IP you're connecting to. They know the UUID, which is the unique identifier of every computer that logs into the game. Which is they have a, a ton of ways to they they in they they check that UUID in multiple different ways to prevent you from doing things that you shouldn't, especially for people who have EC accounts. And uh, we won't talk about it. There is ways to change it, but we're, the, the point is, is that they've got they've got a fairly robust system in place to catch people that are doing things they shouldn't. So they generally speaking know what computer they're logging into. Um, they know the IP address. And if it happens to be that this person's running it on a VM, running these on a VM on a different IP address, or a VM with a VPN on the front where it's like masking the identity. Um, there's still other ways to check. Or a CSR could have just seen it. Which is true as well. I mean, there's a lot of ways that CSRs can look. The most common question I get on this on this stream is, do like, are there CSRs? And the answer is yes, there are CSRs. They exist. There's more than one of them. Uh, it's my belief that there actually are CSRs that are are uh, working overnight. Not a ton of them, maybe one, but they are, in fact, they do exist. It's not just John, right, who's like, crap, I got an appeal and is like, tells, uh, I guess he's maybe he's married, tells his wife like, hey, hold on or his husband. I don't know. Anyway, either way, tells his partner, significant other. Hold on. Wait a second. I got an appeal. And and like stops family dinner to log in as he's the sole CSR. That's not, that's not, that's not what's happening here. Um, it, there, there are in fact other people that are CSRs that are not Beeb, <laughs> uh, that are, that are constantly in the game, watching things, following people. So we'll, we, and and also I think it's important because uh uh Bammer's had an incident, I think. And if you want to talk about it, that's fine. We don't have to go into detail, but there are, and I've heard this from other people, Broadsword does get it wrong sometimes. They are humans. <laughs> they are humans. Breaking news again. And sometimes they mess up and they in every instance that I've ever seen, they fixed it. So sometimes people get actioned when they shouldn't. That happens. It doesn't happen a lot, but it happens. 
the other flip side of that is that a lot of people get actioned and you you never find out about it because they just disappear and they're too embarrassed to say anything about it. But there are folks in every spectrum on all realms at every level of the game that have either been warned, suspended, banned, RP. Well, RP resets are a little bit more difficult to get by with the Exidio Herald, but they do action accounts and they they do not discriminate. Woke says, uh, now they didn't get it wrong. Bammer's just a cheater. Don't let him lie to you. Yeah, well, if he can get away with it, that's fine. So we're going to pivot real quick. We'll talk about some of the new changes that I think are coming up, or at least the rumors of stuff that's coming up. And then we'll get to some other things that I want to talk about. So in the, in the newsletter last week, they, um, the, uh, Carol put out, uh, uh, there was a teaser. And it was, uh, I, in fact, can I pull this up? I might actually have this in the history, and then I can pull it up. There's a chance that I don't. No, because somehow Firefox doesn't save my history, and that's the browser that I use for the stream. Okay, anyway. Um, there, um, for the record, Bammers is not a cheater. No, I know. He's fine. Bammers is a good dude. There there were a couple of teasers about some of the upcoming changes to, I think, I think the term was, the keep dynamics was used. So there's something that I said last week that I want to just correct or maybe issue a retraction. I said last week that Hero was the 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 person responsible for all of this. And while Hero is um while he's not he's not the only person, right? It could have been anybody that stepped in that uh that took advantage of the fact that there was no opposing realm to fight. And could have done the same thing that Hero did. I don't want to single out Hero. Is Are there things that Hero could do that would uh, make the game better that he hasn't done? Absolutely. He's steamrolled realms that don't have people on. I think in, a, in an attempt to draw and, um, uh, try and uh, draw out people, for, especially like on Alp, where he turns Alp green. Do I think that him... Uh, stream sniping IRC. Oh, God, I said it again. The draft fights on the south side of EV and steamrolling them is a good idea. No, that like it makes me sick to my stomach that he thought that that was a reasonable thing to do. But I don't think that. Um, well, let me flip that. If if there was somebody else in hero shoes, I think they would probably do the same thing. There are other Zerg leaders that would take advantage if they had if they had the numbers and no action like Hero does. And part of this lies um, at the hands of Albs. At least um, the lack of leaders on Alb that are willing to stand up. Or people that are willing to stand up and take over during the day. You know, this wasn't an issue when uh, there were out there were Zerg leaders on EU prime time. When when we had some of the, the Euro, the Euro players the uh, the French and the Italian groups, uh, specifically the French and the Germans, that were like phenomenal at getting things rolling and at least forming some kind of defense on Alp. Brute was one of those folks that led a phenomenal BG. Bert, Brute got burnt out. You know, I, I consider uh, uh, him and and Jen a friend. Um, they're both friends. Uh, Brute got burnt out. That's what happened. But when he was on, the realm was a better place. And somebody else, people get burnt out. Somebody else should have stepped up. So, you know, the blame goes, um, the blame can be spread around. 
I think there was a lot that Hero could have done to make it better and, and chose not to. But, you know, I think we're at the point now where Broadsword feels like they have a role to play in making the this balance across all three realms better. They have a, a, an opportunity to maybe provide some incentives to some of the underpopulated realms and not in a traditional sense, not like the RP bonus, which is totally flawed. I think it was a there was a, it was it was well intended. It did not work like they thought it would. The underpopulation bonus. I don't think that's the answer, and I'm I, I'm hoping that Broadsword knows that. I think they do. But they're looking at changing the way keeps work so that you don't have this wall of tanks that comes in. That there's actually an opportunity to defend. Maybe there's some sort of way to encourage casters the casters uh, encourage the um, the smaller groups or maybe the the pug groups that are not well formed to come in and actually have a chance at defending or at least trying to make some RPs. And you know, up until this point, a broadsword, I think, was walking a very fine line between, uh, you know, because, you know, anybody that's played this game for more than five minutes knows that there's a there's a line that broadsword has, I think, ethically like refused to cross because they don't want to they don't want to um, somehow influence what's happening in frontiers because it's really up to the players right you create the environment and then whoever joins that environment and builds that community has an opportunity to like make it the way that they want and the game has evolved like that so i don't blame them for not doing anything up until this point but now it's time to now it's time for action and it seems like that they are they're ready to roll and make that happen so we can talk a little bit about that. We, we, we've spoken about it on prior State of the Games. I just I think that there's a lot that could be done here. Uh, Bammer says, I hear people say that Hero doesn't have as big of an impact as people say, but look at the draft fights as an example. He rolled them so many times over the few months that they ran it. Now they don't um, even do them here anymore. Absolutely. I don't think that Broadsword can prevent... We could talk about that now. I don't think Broadsword has the... Um, I don't think they're in a position to prevent Hero from rolling draft fights. I, I just are steamrolling them or you know, stream sniping them. Uh, much like, uh, you know, economies of scale that Broadsword doesn't have the ability to prevent people from stream sniping at a, at a much smaller level. There might be an argument that it's against the rules. Maybe. But I think the better option for those kinds of draft fights is to build an instance very similar to there is a free shard. And and by the way, we don't talk about free shard names here. We can talk about shards in general, but I don't like to give free advertising out to shards. Uh, so we don't generally speaking, talk about shards here specifically in names or links or stuff like that. But there is a shard that exists that is um, that was built by a a very famous esports person, competitive player of esports in general, who's been a longtime fan of the game. And it's literally just built for draft fights and i think it's 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 a brilliant 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 piece of engineering that he's built that guy i think broadsword should build something at a very similar level over on Uane to fix that problem they can't fix new frontiers you can't prevent hero from steamrolling draft fights because they're in an open rvr area so there is there are a whole bunch of other options. I think the best option is for for broadsword to prevent to create an instance for draft fights in which nobody makes RPs, right? It's just an instance where you can port in 
and you can set up and you can do your draft fights and then you can go right back out into RVR if you want to make some RPs. That I think is that's that's the answer. And it's something that they can do. I know they can. The question is, will they? And well, I don't know. I'm not broadsword. I don't know. Veneer says, uh, my only issue with Hero is when he's all that's it's not my fault. The BG makes uh, makes me roll over everything. Take some responsibility for your actions. So it's true that he's the leader of the BG and he gets to decide. As a BG leader, somebody's led large BGs, myself, and please don't take tonight's performance as an example of how well I do or do not run BGs because it was bad tonight. There is pressure. There's a lot of pressure on BG leaders to do what is right for the majority of the people inside the BG. And also there's a lot of pressure um, on the BG leaders to do what what those that like the, their following wants them to do. I have a very fine line that I cross. I will not bring the BG anywhere close to draft fights because I know that there are some in the BG that are like, if it's red, it's dead. So I won't do it. I just refuse. I outright refuse. If they want to run into an 8v8 fight, if they want to break off from the BG and do it, fine. I hope I personally, I hope the 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 two eight mans absolutely rip up the uh, the the group that broke off from the BG to push in and thought that that was a smart idea. I just don't like that. But I won't bring the BG near it because I know, even if the BG hates me for it, I won't do it because I don't think it's a nice thing to do. That's me. That's how I pay. I pay my 15 bucks and I get to play the way I want. I get to lead the BG the way I want. There's some things I just won't do. There are other occasions, though, Veneer, where I have been, you know, I've done things that I don't necessarily want to do because I think it's right for the BG. What I I would love to stop the BG every single night we start. I'd like to stop the BG and say, OK, I'm looking at the group makeups right here. I don't like the composition of your group, your group and your group. You need to relog right now. I would love to do that. I can't because people would be so pissed. But I think the the foundation of every BG are solid eight mans that understand how to work together, that understand the classes. The best BGs are for are comprised of eight mans that run together that all run at the same time. Now, eight mans, generally speaking, won't the competitive eight mans won't run in BGs on a regular basis. But that's I think that that's how you best learn the people that you run with. That's how you best learn the class. Anybody who's in the competitive groups, IRC, Zoo Crew, whatever you want to call them, and the other ones that exist, uh, Jesse, a Chaos Knight would be a great example of one. That's that's a, a very good eight man uh, creepers group, right? Oddballs. They I bet if you took away their voice chat, they would still operate at a very similar level of competency. That they uh, that they would elsewhere uh, otherwise if they had voice chat because they they can they just know each other so well. So anyway, uh, I'm on a bit of a tirade, but but I would love to do things to the BG. I can't I can't force them to. Not rolling uh, draft fights is to me is unacceptable, but whatever. Uh, population doing early prime time doesn't seem to be there at all. Um, then when you throw everyone on Hero's bandwagon, when he rolls uh, on diminishes the opposing realms, pop uh, even more. No point in going to a keep with five people to stand against five full groups. That's true. But the reason why Hero has so many is because there's no other option on mid and no other option on out. That's it. That's the math of it. The reason why Hero has so many is because there's no other person on Alb or on mid that is as regular as being a PG leader as Hero is. 
Look at what happened on mid. Phenomenal example, right? It's there in living color in front of us. Mid didn't have a BG after Zyreman left. And there were some people that really tried. Nordane rings a bell? Some people that really tried to get a BG rolling. But they just didn't, They for whatever reason, they didn't commit to running five nights a week. And so there was no following. It's just like a, a, a Twitch stream... YouTube channel, if you're a business and you market for yourself, it doesn't matter. You've got to, you've, people, there has to be some level of expectation so that they know you're going to be there. Because if they don't know if you're going to be there or not, then, then there's nothing to come to. There's nobody that's going to follow you, nobody that's going to pay attention. If Alps had a BG leader five nights a week, five days a week, five nights during you, prime time, whatever you want to call it, it would be a completely different circumstance. Bammer says, um, uh, or Gear Bunny says, if you can predict where somebody will be in general, then you make it, um, then you can make your way there. Uh, yeah, I mean, IRC runs, um, they run their draft fights usually on the south side of EV. Are there other options? Yes. Do I think that, um, that you should just wall off the south side of EV? No. But I think people who um, are, are example, or who are, you know, are leaders that are setting an example uh, should do the right thing. That's just that's just me. Uh, I mean, when IRC is running with the hit BG, hit BGs win ninety percent of the fights. When they are in the mid BG, um, when they are in the mid BG, ninety percent of the fights. It doesn't matter at that point. Having eight players playing well together will outperform the entire rest of the BG in terms of productivity for the BG's sake. Um, we've seen it how many times a a a solid eight man, not because they're cheating, a solid eight man can wipe three four groups if they if they pull, they know how to pull and they play their cards right and they understand I've, we've seen it we've seen the competitive eight man's wipe you know 30 40 plus in alp and i'm not saying that alp players are bad they're just not coordinated there's actually a lot of really good players on alp but they haven't been pushed right they haven't been put in positions in which they can learn um how to run cohesively and so uh they're easy to kill I mean, you look at a realm that um, most of them have to horse up in order to get speed, and that tells you a lot about the the composition of their groups. And I I think uh, there's a there's a great opportunity for albs that are watching here to start rolling minis if you don't have them or sorks at a bare minimum, but certainly minstrels. Learn how to play minstrels. Learn how to play a sork. Spec them correctly, and start forming groups. Uh, Gavin ran mid for a while, and and um. Anna runs uh, a mid BG, but it's not consistent and the numbers have dwindled and there's it's the same old tactics, the same old crap. I'd love to see Anna step up and do more, but there's just there's nothing there. There's no there there. And with uh, with Hero being the size that it is and nobody knew nothing fresh coming in. You know, this is this is the same argument I make for Hero. I or Hero uh, Rescue. I like Rescue personally. I like him a lot. I think he's a stand-up guy. Probably one of the nicest guys I've ever spoken to. Like a genuinely nice human being. He should not be leading the LPG. He's just not. It's just not what that, that. It's just not what that realm needs right now. He can form the BG. Somebody else needs to run it and call the fights. It's not, not nothing about him as a person. Nothing about his character or anything like that. He just the best. The best BG leaders have run competitively or run eight mans or small mans or duos or solos or like they, they see the game from a different perspective. And if you're not actively engaging folks and getting them to run, imagine all of your players in your BG have a little, you know, Fitbit 
an ALB or HIB or mid Fitbit and they're, they're, they're tracking their steps. The goal is to get people moving because you get, you experience an enormous amount of attrition when you just sit in a keep and you can't do that. You, you have to, you just, just die repeatedly until you got, until you get better. So everybody learns in this game. You just die. You just go out there. You die. You release your rebuff. You go back out again. Dying is not a, a, a sign of weakness in this game. It's a sign of like learning and strength, hopefully at least over the long term. Uh, Gear Bunny says, well, how many of those people with Hero consider him, uh, him a friend? It's really hard to fight against a friend. It, 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 I suppose. Yeah, I mean, people have been running with Hero for a long time, but the core group of people that run with Hero is like 30 people. It's not the 70, 80, 90 that he has. Those people are going there because they do not have another alternative. Uh, Zwampix, please tell me how to pronounce your name. I'll just call you Womp. Uh, do you have any suggestions for new events that could bring people back to the game? By events, I mean like Mordred Rule Set Weekend event or something like that. Uh, I think Broadsword needs to start implementing dynamic events uh, yesterday. Dev run dynamic events. My guess... And it's purely a guess. The reason that they haven't is because they don't want to appear as if they are favoring one realm over another by doing it like, oh, you, you know, those guys got an easy shot, you know, whatever, you know, you didn't you didn't make it as hard for them because there's all of this toxicity that exists in the in, in the game. Uh, the one thing that Broadsword could do, it's not the dragon event. It's not those are great, but it's not the dragon. Well, last one wasn't so great. <laughs> People got tired of it quick. It's not the dragon event. Um, the seasonal events are they're 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 great. They're fun. They're different. But there's somebody they need to and they've got enough staff to do it. Anybody that tells you the broadsword doesn't have enough staff to do it is lying to you. They do. Broadsword has enough staff to do it. They've got enough people that can actually run and manage this and mod this. They need to bring in live event people who literally are responsible for a dynamic event that happens out in RVR with multiple objectives uh, and that it changes on the fly. These objectives, they can plan this out three weeks in advance. They can write the scripts. They can write all of this stuff ahead of time. But the difficulty or where things spawn or the objectives that pop in um, change in real time. It's very similar. To, if you've ever played Arma 3, Arma 3 has got a great plugin called Zeus. And it's where um, the GMs of that server can create. They create a layout of an event and then they can dynamically drop things in. It is possible for Broadsword to do most of that. It's not quite as easy as something like Zeus where it's just drag and drop, but they can do it. And I think um, that would be a huge, huge uptick to the population on on Uane. And enough of this, like, I'm, I'm, I am concerned that uh, that one realm is going to think that I'm favoring them over another. We have to, that has, that's just, it's just running from toxicity is what it is. That's it. It's what it comes down to. They they can they can do this and they sh they should do it. Um, and the free shards that are doing it. Um, uh, most of the people that I've spoken to that have left here that have gone to free shards and haven't come back. One of the reasons they love being over there is because how dynamic and crazy some of those events are. I'm not talking about doing it to the scale of some of those free shards, but I'm talking about doing something different. Uh, I'm just flipping through chat here. Um, Fateboy says Minstrel only offers sauce and rups when you can have a stork with every toy that you could want. That's true. That's absolutely true. But what do you what do you not? There's a ton of utility that you that you get with a Minstrel that you don't get with a stork. Okay, so you, it, it's it's not great for a body train, 
right? You don't have that kind of coordination, right? I'm talking at like, okay, step one on ALP. I'm not talking about, you know, building the best possible group. You Minstrels have, they have sauce. They have siege buff. They've got, I think, in some cases, the, some of the best reps in the game have played correctly. And it takes some time to get to that skill level. But they're they're phenomenal at playing in the backfield. They're great at that. They're a great distraction. Um, they can, uh, they're one of the few classes that can break their own CC and then immediately start demezzing others without even having to purge. Um, I, I would rather see, they, there's enough casters on Alb. The last thing Alb needs is, is somebody else with a staff waving it in the air. Started to see some tank groups, which is nice. But, but minstrels are, minstrels are at this point what Alb needs. I, I don't disagree with you that that in the long term, a Sork is probably better for like a proper group setup. But uh, right now, that's they need minstrels. Waxy says uh, running a BG is difficult, especially nowadays. A lot of expectations of the BG leader with not a lot of attention from the general population in the BG. Yeah, I mean, th those competitive players um, are are a little, you know, it's th it's thinned out. And you've now got uh, the more casual group of players that are that are playing, and there's nothing against casual groups of players, casual players at all. Um, in fact, there's a lot of casual players that are phenomenal and could totally hold their own in a competitive eight man. But there um, is not that expectation and that pressure in most of these BGs to perform. And if you don't create that environment where BG leaders put pressure on the people in their BG to actually do right and call them out, it's not like oh guys, we'll do it again. But like, hey, man, why were you out there? Why were you overextending? You know, where, 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 uh, why did that group not flank? OK, so let's talk about that fight that we just had. There was a huge hole off to the right and you could have come around. You could have you could have hit from an angle and you could have flanked them and we would have won the fight. Or doing a, just a simple BG slash BG groups. Or doing the, the class breakdown in BG and and telling, you know, it, there, there's just there's a lot more that could be done. Absolutely. It's tough. The population is a little more difficult now to try and pull together a, a, a high-performing BG, but there are a lot of folks, at least in Hib, and I know on Alp too, and certainly on Mid, that perform extraordinarily well in 8-mans. So there's no reason why they wouldn't be good in a, in a, in a BG. Uh, Bammers talks about friendship with Hero. Um, Fateboy says they could hire summer interns for almost nothing, and they could do ROG events. Uh, for an entire year, if they wanted to, they could. Um, I don't. Uh, Broadsword, I think, is in a position where they've actually they actually have the staff to do it. They don't have to hire anybody to do it. They could do it on their own right now. I think there's bigger stuff that's going on at Broadsword. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Fuel says people get very complacent. That's true. Bammer says, how do dynamic events even turn a pro or a con of one realm? Also, many provide songs to the whole realm. Yeah. So we've talked about Minstrel. Um, so it's there is a I, I think not for sure about this, but I think that there is a fear that doing those kinds of events somehow um, can favor or could appear to favor one realm or another. Don't ask me about the logic behind it. I just, I, there, there are a lot of things that I think the developers could do that they might not do because they're concerned about how it may appear to the population. And that is not a knock on anybody, including Beeb. I am not singling anybody out here. I'm just saying that, like, overall, I think that there is a little bit of a fear that things sometimes don't go the way that they want it to, and then it ends up backfiring. 
uh, if you start doing something like a dynamic event every single week, there is uh, there's a draw of people that have left Yuane that would easily replenish the the two or three people that are toxic that are like screw this this isn't fair this isn't right that's just my that's my two cents Al primetime USBG has been hurting for a while yeah they have they have they need a new leader love rescue think he's a great guy they need a new leader that's it I could I, I literally I could beat a I'm, I have beat a dead horse over that like I've talked about it so many times not a knock against rescue. And what rescue has done for for that realm is enormous. He's been he's been the person. The the thing that I keep talking about for EU prime time where there's been like nobody to sh- there's literally nobody that shows up during EU prime time on Alp. He's been the guy that's shown up during US prime time on Alp. He's been that like the the you know, the whatever the duct tape that holds it all together. You would have nothing on Alp during U.S. primetime if it wasn't for him. You'd just have an eight-man or two. It'd be like Hib was 10 years ago, or five years ago even, for what it's worth. Um, yeah, if you create content that requires four full groups, uh, you look like you favor those big groups. Yeah, and, and that's why when you design something like that, it has you have to have contingencies in place for the amount of engagement that you have. Uh, what are we talking about? Just general stuff that would improve the game. I have, I have some topics, but this seems to be a really interesting and important thing for people. AK Extraterrestrial says, for some uh, for some of these people, the Mega BG is also about comfort. So many people don't want to necessarily stretch uh, uh, during the recreational hours. They're logging in and finding what they want in what they're doing. Maybe they don't know better. Maybe they simply don't care. My dad is one of those folks. Uh, he's totally uh, content to just be on the BG chain and run from point to point. There is always... There, there are these sections of players, right? There are the folks that are that are there for for just the social element of things. And there can be a cross between all of these. I'm not I'm not I'm not putting people in one silo when I when I talk about this, but there are people that just log in for the social component, which there are quite a few that do. And that's great, especially during a global pandemic. I can't think of a safer way to 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 get your. You know get that itch scratched for you um there are the there are the 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 casual players that are there to run in a bg and look for the exciting flashes and the pbae spells and all of that stuff and 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 walk away feeling like they've contributed in some way shape or form to the fight then you've got casual casual more like more competitive players that know their tunes that have been playing for many many years that log in that like actually know how to play their tune even if they're in pug groups and they do a bit better there are the competitive players that play in bgs that you could pull out of a bg in a heartbeat drop into an eight man they'd kill uh, almost anything and then you've got like there's two more tiers there's the more competitive which is like the creeper and the and and the chaos knight or the jesse group and uh and uh uh, pancakes when he was I don't know what happened to pancakes I hope he comes back but the pancake kind of group like those folks uh oddballs and then you've got um the the zoo crew IRC whatever you want to call it those kinds of folks and there can be a there can be a combination of those but in every game there is a uber competitive player group that exists that will just about rip anything that's out there there always has to be Right. I mean, it, it's it's uh, 
There's always has to be somebody that can kill everything, including the lowest hang, hanging fruit, and that's IRC. Uh, so I, I completely get that extraterrestrial, and that's great. Those folks, we need folks that even if they log in and they feel like they're contributing and they just run from point to point and they get enjoyment out of it, those folks are contributing in a huge way to the game. So nothing negative about that at all. I think that's great that your dad's doing that. Zoo says uh, they're very salty, but they'll show up if you start winning. You just need to bring over a full group, not yourself. Then others will stick you. Bammer says, I think a tier system will be dope for solo quest. Yeah, they've they've there. I think there's no doubt in my mind that they have to look at um, RP awards across the board. For solos, small mans, not eight mans. Eight mans, I think, are fine right now. I think they're in that sweet spot. Uh, and I definitely don't think Zergs need uh, any boost. I don't think you should take RPs away from anybody in the game. I think, if anything, you should be adding it with the, the population the way it is right now. Which, by the way, is not terrible. Could be better. But we are in the middle of a global pandemic. There's a lot of uh, variables. The population was huge earlier this year. It's not so much now. I think it's going to get... It'll explode the game in terms of population over the holidays. And I think that there's going to be some changes between now and probably the beginning of the year that will make enormous differences if everything stays on, on track uh, where, where it is right now. Uh, Ghost running the trap stealth Zerg mini BG on Alb uh, got us a few times tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, traps are fun. Trap groups are fun. Camping a mile gate and running inside of a tower and that's like the only thing that you do. I, I think uh, it doesn't really teach you a whole lot about the game. And a lot of those folks that do that, they they drop traps at a mile gate or drop traps in a tower and then they go hide um, are very easy to kill because they don't they don't understand. They don't understand how the how their class works. Other than just dropping a trap and occasionally turning, facing somebody and nuking them down. You don't learn the push pull dynamic. You don't learn that push pull dynamics of the fight if all you're doing is dropping a trap and running. And as a caster, that's like the most important thing besides learning your tune that you can learn is how to pull effectively. God, this is amazing. There's so much chat here. I'm just going through it. Sorry, I'm a little backlog, but I want to make sure I read all this. Uh, they're, uh, they're talking about Albite Imagine. Zeus says they're all super into realm loyalty and at the very least, Rescue has been loyal. This is absolutely true. And they are very realm loyal. And they could do a lot on Alb. They don't have to go to other realms. They could do a... a a ton on Alb to help the realm. But some of those folks also need to be a little less toxic towards people that are not lo realm loyal and that actually go from realm to realm. There needs to be a little less of that hate coming out of Alb. And it's really specifically Alb. There's some of it on Hib. I'm starting to see more and more of it on Hib and that needs to stop. But Alb is is the region chat and the, the way people feel on Alb about folks that go to another realm and come back. That has got to change. How can people have fun when they can be when they're that toxic? I don't. Why are you even in the game if you have that much hatred towards people? There are other outlets for that. Uh, Nate actually dropped in here. Uh, Tyrannix. Uh, Nate was here like three weeks ago. I called him out too. It was fun. I was like, dude, you ruined it for yourself. You could have been that guy. You could have been the guy who led the realm on Alb. You could have been. You could have been the BG leader that stepped up, but you absolutely blew it. Is what I told him verbatim on on the stream when he came in here. On one of the state of the games. There's a clip of it somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, Ollie says, I think Tim is doing a good job on the outside. Would love to see him running it more. Timbuktu is great. He's He pushes. Uh, he's actually a great cleric. He knows his class. I think he understands uh, group makeups really well or, or the composition of groups. And he's organized. That's what they need more of Tim. 
They could also use a Tim number two. They need somebody, every Zerg leader, including Legan, by the way. And if I don't know if Legan's here yet. He might still be running. But if Legan's here, Legan, and I, I've told this to him a number of times, he needs to have a number two. He needs to have a, um, a number two, a deputy. <laughs> that guy's backed up. No, he really needs a he needs a deputy BG leader to run things. Oh, Legan's here. There he is. I'm not caught up on chat, but he he needs uh, he, he, people get burnt out. And I don't want to see that happen to Timbuktu. I don't want to see that happening to anybody. It happened to Jedi recently. Jedi decided to take a step back from running the hip BG because he was there was just like it was so frustrating for him. And um, we've got uh, Nargo Thrawn now who's stepped in. Nargo um, just recently, I think he was here yesterday. He wasn't feeling super well. I hope he's feeling better. But but Nargo stepped up and has been a great BG leader on him. We need more of those. You need some variety. But you need a BG leader. Somebody needs to, there needs to be some level of organization where there's a BG on every single night. And for the people who are like, we need more eight mans. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. There needs to be more eight man action. And we need to find ways of supporting that. But BGs are right now the source of RPs for the eight mans that exist. And you can't tell me that BG should not exist. People who make that argument don't understand the way this game works right now. <laughs> they lived 10 years ago when the population was different. You need BGs in order to feed the eight mans. That's just the way. Otherwise, if there's nothing to fight, they all leave. And the last thing you want is eight mans or zergs to leave. You, you, they need to live in harmony together. Zeus says, honestly, I really like 8v8, 8, 8v8ing, but since 8v8 is almost dead on you, and I may have no choice than to help Albion. Let's make a deal. You log on out tomorrow, bring a group, and we'll stat a, start a BG and wipe the other Zergs. I've said that I'd be willing to go on Alb and be a BG leader on Alb. I have no problem with that. I am not the glue that holds the group on Hib together. I'm just a guy that shows up. They have a phenomenal group on their own. You mad bro is... There's some great players in that group. Uh, I don't need to be there. I could totally be on Alp. I just want to see the game improve. I want to see it get better. And if that means I have to be on Alp to do it, I will. If every single one of you guys went onto Patreon and supported me on Patreon, I'd actually be able to run an EU primetime Albzerg every day. I can't. I'm not in a financial position to do that right now. But, I, you know... <laughs> And no, I'm not asking Alps to go and pay for a BG leader. I'm just saying, like, I'd absolutely be willing to step up and do that. I just don't have a ton of time. But during the evenings, yeah, sure. I'm up for that. When Alp, uh, Timbuktu, oh, Tim's here. Hey, when Alp work together um, and are communicating, we do well. I think some do need to be more open to change and also taking advice, trying new things. Um, if I'm leading, I do like to take advice from others and be as welcoming as, as much as possible. Absolutely. Here's the problem. I've been, I, Tim, I don't know how long you've been on Alp. You might might have started on day one like I did. I was an out for 17 years. I ran with rescue for 12 or 13 of those. I feel like, was it 12 or 13? It's a long time. Um, I have for years and years and years and years. I tried. Roxanne tried. Bill tried. Although Bill, Bill rescue listened to Bill way more than he listened to anybody else. And 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 rescue, frankly, and I had a pretty good relationship while I was on Alp. Uh, but it was like trying to pull teeth. Roxanne, lovely, who you may remember as lovely, tried to do RVR training events on Alp to try and help people to understand like how 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 warps work at a very basic level. How to drop like I, I can't tell you how many times I offered to teach people how to drop a warp while running to face drop stick. Because you could do it like I learned this from I actually learned this from being in an IRC group like a, more than a decade and a half ago. It was probably like 13 or 14 years ago. I learned how to do that. 
tried to teach Alves how to do that. They nobody nobody showed up. So there, uh, yeah, people need to be more open. Um, people need to be open to change on Alb. Absolutely, but uh, I think the the common denominator out of everything that I've seen, and you don't have to say this, I will for you, or I just will, and you may not agree with me, but I think there needs to be somebody new to come to Alb. And I, I say that with the with the the disclaimer that I think Rescue's a stand up guy, maybe one of the nicest guys I've ever spoken to, has done an enormous amount for Alb. He's a phenomenal guy, but he does not have the kind of um, view on on large scale BG fighting that all the other BG leaders, maybe except for Hero, although Hero actually Hero's been kind of tactical. Not as much as the other BG leaders, but but Rescue doesn't share any of that with everybody else that exists. And that's the reason why um, that's the reason why the Zerg wipes. There's also like if you jump into the vent that's by the way, those folks, I know that there there are some folks that don't understand technology super well on Alb that there there are folks like that on every realm. I know that's why they haven't migrated from Ventrilo, but my God, do they have to come to Discord? They have to come to Discord. I mean, even TeamSpeak would be better, but they would get so much more help. That LBG would flourish in numbers. At a, well, they would at least get a group or two more if it was just like slightly easier to talk to them every single night. Certain eight man destroyed the EC launch. Shall we name names? Oh, please, Fate Boy. Say more about how eight mans destroyed the EC launch. Zoo says, so then we have a deal, Ramek. Are we leading the LBG tomorrow? You have to talk to Bammers because Bammers and I have a duo stream tomorrow. So Zoo, you talk to Bammers. Maybe that's a terrible idea, but you should negotiate with Bammers and talk to Bammers. And if Bammers is willing to to do a um, an LBG run, then yeah, I'm on board. I'll lead a BG on Al. Uh, Tim says, I just started playing this game about a year ago, so I'm new. Uh, might have a different perspective. I think that's great. Having a different different perspective is phenomenal. I miss Lovely, the most patient person I know. You're probably thinking of Talini. Talini and and rest in peace, Talini. Um, Talini and I, Talini and I got along really well. Talini did not get along well with many other folks. But um, but Talini, uh, uh, in my mind, was I think a very nice human, and um, it's it's. Uh, it's really sad that she's no longer with us. Mumble was nice. Well, you're, I hope you're joking, Gear Bunny. <laughs> woke says, "Don't worry, Ramek. I'm leading IRC nowadays. I I knew you, I knew you had it in in you, Woke. I knew that was going to be it." Bammer says, "I'll pull Jesse in with us for a third group." Yeah, fine. That works. I'd be willing to do that. I, I the the thing is, it's not just about Zoo. It's not just about you and I going over there tomorrow. Are you, Bammers, and I going over there tomorrow? That's fun. But all that does is, I think, actually maybe hurts more than helps Alb. Because they see the, uh, first off, kind of, there's like a little bit of shock that happens when um, when there's an Alb that performs. Because it's, it's like, there's like, uh, the stars are out of alignment. Things are very weird when Alb does super well at night. But you notice that when Alb has like a really good start to the evening, how many people jump on Alb, the population just balloons. There have been some nights where, and it might have been Tim that was running it, 
and it might have been rescue. I don't know. But there were some nights where either they got lucky or they just did really, really, really well. And they had a BG of 90 plus. We're like, where the hell did these albs come from? It doesn't take much, but it needs to be consistent. That's the thing. It's got to be consistent. I'll go over there tomorrow and I'll run a BG, but somebody's got to take the reins. Somebody's somebody else got to take the reins long term because uh, my my home is at the moment. It's on Hib. My friends play Hib. I have tunes on all three realms, you know, but. Hib is Hib is where my friends are, and so I've I'm probably going to be for the foreseeable future be on Hib at least most of the time. Zeus says Bammer Bammers brings pale horse. Uh, Ramek brings eight. I will have my eight. I don't know if I, I will have eight. I can ask. I can ask. I'm sure I can get some folks to come over and help. But the question is, what does Hib have? Because tonight, and it was a Tuesday, it was not a, not a super slow night for us. Uh, Hib's had three, four groups. But honestly, if it's my group, if it's Bammers slash Pale Horse, um, and if it's and if it's Sue, the, those three groups, I, I actually have no doubt in my mind that we could pretty much tear up just about anything else that exists. That's the thing. BGs don't have to be huge. They just have to be smart. Or lucky. You know, we we were we were hurt on numbers tonight. Hib was hurting big time. And we uh you know, I saw first off the first the first fight at MT woke uh slash Eastern Wind was out there, not IRC, and happened to hit from the backside and distracted the mids enough to where I was able to I think there were enough people on the stairway and anyway, I'm not going to do a recap of the entire fight, but it, it worked so well that uh, when I saw the Alb Cup flash again at MT later on that evening or later on to or earlier tonight, I actually went over uh, and ported the BG into MT and was hoping to God that that Alb group would still be there. And sure enough, they, they were. But that was that was a tactical thing. I didn't have I wasn't talking to Eastern Wind. Hell, I thought they were IRC. I wasn't like communicating with them off game, like coordinating with them. But after it happened the first time, I'm like, there's no other Al man that's really out running around. And I saw the cup flash at MT later on. And I'm like, OK, we're just going to go there because there's a chance here that that mids are going to first off, don't set up storms. Don't let them know that you're here. Hide. Be very quiet. Um, Don't try to do too many things. Just hoping to God that that out group would be there. Sometimes you just have you have to work with what you have. And we were short on numbers tonight. Um, and those two fights, we performed really, really well. And and that um, that Alba man was there. East Rune was there. I don't need you to help my BG win for two weeks. But I love that you think that that's like a necessary component, Zoo, of you being a part of this. Like it's it's it warms my heart. Thank you, sir, so much for your kind. Please, sir, may I have some more? Anyway, so uh, getting back to the the, the topics of the, the state of the game, there's a lot of stuff that's coming that's good. Here's the other side of it, and I'm not going to go into too much detail. I'm going to speak in. I'm going to I'm going to like paint a very broad picture for you guys because I don't know all the details yet, and there's some stuff that if I'm not sure about, I don't want to talk about. Um, here's what I'll say. I think there's a lot more going on than just a new server. You can read into that as you want, but I think that there is a lot more happening behind the scenes at Broadsword than is being spoken about. Now, that's always been true. They've always been 
doing a lot more or or maybe been a little more tight-lipped, right? Than the community expects them to. And I think they're always kind of the community's always kind of surprised with Broadsword. Uh if there's one small criticism, and I this is nothing, nothing against the folks at Broadsword. Uh, but I think they could be a little bit more open. That's not that's not you know, I don't think that's on Beeb, right? I think that's just a directive, like that's just the way that they operate. But I think that there needs to be more outreach. Because if they did that, um even if they didn't give away what's the the saying, right? You're giving a throwing out the baby with the bathwater. That's a terrible analogy, but whatever that thing is that people say. They don't have to go too much further, but there needs to be some engagement at a deeper level with the community. And it needs to come from a, a level that is not just the community, um, the community lead. But I think that there's more going on. And I think people, people who are just like harping on and on and on about there being an alternate, like a new server. I don't know why I keep saying alternative rule set. I've said that several times over the last few weeks. A classic server, whatever. I think that there's more from a functionality point of view that's happening than, than Broadsword has discussed. And I just have, I have reasons to believe that. And I think it's good. I'm not going to go into more detail than that. All I will tell you is that I think that there's a lot more to be excited about in terms of what Broadsword is working on than what they've let on to so far. And for those who are like, well, you're, you're talking with these real general broad strokes, Ramek, like what could you possibly mean? I am not going to lead you guys on as a community. I'm not going to put any little bit of reputation I built on the line um, and blow it up when I tell you, like, I'm I'm fairly certain there's more going on. And I'm very, very, very happy about the little bits and pieces that I have figured out about what's happening. Not that I've been told, but it, but I've figured out on my own or in talking to people that are not that are not uh, uh, with Broadsword. On this on this particular topic, I think there's there's a, a lot that I've been able to find out on my own that has really surprised me and it's all good stuff so here's what i'll say just like don't it's people want to be silly and on the official discord and talk over and over and over and over and over again about the classic server and when is it coming but like give them time because um there's a larger staff at broadsword than you think that there is unless you've like done the done the deep digging and the research that i have to like actually determine things they have a pretty decent sized staff right now and that staff has grown over the last year and some of the other projects that are happening side by side tell me that there's more going on. More going on during the COVID times. Yes. Um, everybody, as far as I know, is remote work at Broadsword and not everybody that works. Here's the, the last thing that I'll say, and this is no spoiler alert because everybody knows that Beeb lives. In, I think everybody knows that Beeb is in Ireland. Um, they have hired people that do not actually work in Northern Virginia, where where Broadsword has, uh, is based. There are people that are that are outside of Virginia that have been hired, and I'm not just talking about the community folks. So, and, and yeah, there's 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 quite a bit going on. Scroto um, <laughs> Sagan says Broadsword has three employees in a basement somewhere in a third world country with dial up. <laughs> I could tell you for for a fact, I know that that is not true. Um, but they are there are people in multiple countries that work for Broadsword, and people all spread across the U.S. too, and and very talented people at that. Some of the folks that are, are on that team now, um, some of the newer folks are actually really smart, really smart. And it gives me a lot of hope. Also, it makes me very curious about what's what they're working on, but it gives me a lot of hope. 
And I think it says a lot about um, uh, it's, it's sometimes when things are very quiet in the development world. Generally speaking, it's not because they have nothing to say. Anybody that's been um, that, that's worked as a developer or has been a project manager for development um, who has uh, I don't think Broadsword uses Agile, but who's, who's been involved in, in projects that or, or teams that use Agile. Um, generally speaking, there are not saying anything usually means that there's a lot of work that's happening and they either don't have the time to say it or they don't really know what to say about it. But Broadsword is a for-profit entity and they don't always have to. In fact, they never they don't have to say anything to us as a community. But it's what they're not saying that I'm the most interested in. That's where I'll leave it at that. Um, somebody talked about the Herald here a minute ago. What do I know about the Herald? Um, uh, not a whole lot more than I think the public does, but I will tell you that they're working on it. Um, they, uh, you know, I, so this kind of ties into the thing that I had, I was just talking about the server a minute ago. And again, like nobody at Broadsworth told me this, but I have a reason to believe that there's more going on. And the reason why the Herald, the new Herald hasn't launched is not because they can't finish it or they've like, you know, uh, it's it's not important or they've given up on it. There's something else happening. And I'm very excited. But yeah, the Herald, they've been working on it. It actually like I, I'm there's all sorts of like weird stuff that's happened on the, the, the public page of the site. That's like there's small tweaks and stuff that's changed over the last well, year or two. The, the Herald, I know, is a work in progress. So um, they need a supported template builder on the Herald ASAP, not a public database or a template maker you can save your... Um, I, I don't know uh, it, what their plans are for something like a template maker, but they've built the back... They've built the... Um, they've built the tools to be able to pull the data out of the SQL backend that it exists right now. The item stuff, right? They've built some sort of conversion tool to be able to put that into a, into a format that uh, uh, folks like GearBunny can pick up and pull. Um, I mean, anybody that anybody can build a tool to, to parse that data out any which way that they want. They've started their, like, their little um, breadcrumbs along the way over the course of time that have told me that they're working on something bigger and like this is like they're they're just doing it they're some of this stuff is being released incrementally because they can and because it's good for the community to do so and i think the item database was one of those things i'm just i've started looking at things even in the past week i've started looking at things from a five thousand foot view and have a completely different opinion on what is actually happening today than i did a week ago so do i think that they'll have a template builder i don't know but i think they're building they're building um they're working on stuff right now that would indicate to me that they could put one in if they wanted to. And yeah, JSON is, it, it is, I, yeah. I mean, J, the JSON is fairly easy to read. Uh, and I, I, I don't know why, maybe because the, the, there's, there's not a, a huge demand for people to do more things with it right now, but there's a ton of stuff you could do with that. Not you specifically, but like the community could do to, to, build some really cool tools and i'm not laughing at the idea zoo of, of doing it i'll come over there and do it tomorrow with you but the the goal here really is to 
is to build something sustainable for the next the next generation of BG leaders to come in and take and and run with. I'm not I'm just I'm 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 laughing because I think it's like it's a funny idea that like we're just going to come in there one night and we're going to blow everybody away and change everybody. I mean this is it, it would require look at what happened with Legan, right? There was no BG on on mid and Legan came and started a BG and it took Legan weeks to get a basic following. And and the mid BG was outnumbered by the hip BG for 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 what felt like months. Been long, actually it was longer than that, right? But since Legan took over, it was a long time. And then there was one night where the mids went and and had a very successful evening taking relics. There was one night. That was the catalyst for this population shift. One night of success. And that convinced whatever happened that night amongst that BG caused people who were over there that night or people that were watching to say, that seems like fun. I should be a part of that. And Legal has made it welcoming enough. I know Legan's been frustrated. I know he's yelled. I know, you know, it's all of all of the BG leaders do that, but he's made it welcoming enough um, uh, to where people want to be there. He's created that environment. Who needs that? Need that badly. Uh, Vulcan, I'm just making sure that I'm not skipping anything. Um, Vulcan says, uh, Ramek, how do you feel about DOC hiring a graphic designer and making new items like artifacts and such as the Malice Sword, Golden Sword, Sword of Kings? So you mean like new skins for artifacts? Don't need, um, don't even need to change stats. Uh, it's all for MTX anyway and more money making. So you're talking about more, more microtransaction items. Is that what you're saying? So they are. They've got uh, a, a crew of people that are over there. I mean, if and this is not something that I'm like giving away or anything, but but Greg, uh, Greg Grimsby over there, who's the, one of the graphic folks, um, he's been it's it's public. He was on a night podcast with Lovely, I think, many years ago. Um, he's still there and he's doing phenomenal work. Some of the most recent stuff that's come out is like is gorgeous. And I think it's like one of the. What Broadsword, I think, is starting to pick up on, and whether they knew this before or they were just like the MTX store was kind of a trial to see. Maybe there was some sort of profit sharing agreement between EA and Broadsword on um, the revenue that came in for for MTX items. I don't I don't actually know what that relationship looks like. But. With the success of all of the cosmetic stuff over on WoW all of the mounts, all of the items, right? And all these games, uh, uh, Apex, right? I mean, EA has done a ton of stuff with cosmetic items. Tons. I mean, that's a huge moneymaker for EA. And they've started, you've know, I, I think uh, people who have paid attention have noticed there's, there's been an uptick in MTX and items on the Mithril store that have, has increased over the course of time. Like, it, it's, it was like this over the last, uh, over the last six months, three months even. So I have no doubt in my mind that that is going to slow. I, I have no doubt that that's going to continue. It will not slow down. There will be stuff. Now, in terms of what you're specifically looking for, like reskinned items, you, this is a great place to talk about it. You should be um, submitting feed. You should be talking about it on Discord. You should be sending in feedback. There's a feedback form on the website that all of those things do get read. They don't always like make it into the grab bag or make it into uh, a patch or whatever, but they all get read. Every single one of them gets read. 
some of the trashier stuff probably gets burnt, right? Probably gets lit on fire. Um, but it all gets red. And if you think there are specific things that need to happen, they do have a team over there. And that doesn't impede the development of the game there. It's artwork. It's a it's not it's not a developer item. Housing, right? The people love people love to trash the housing patch. I didn't need new houses. This is insane. I, I didn't I didn't ask for new houses. What is this nonsense? And it turns out that it, it the developers worked like they, they put very little time into that because it was all artwork. Most of it, some of the QOL stuff that was done to merchants, which they're still working out the kinks and the bugs. I mean, <laughs> housing's old and the way this game is written, it's sometimes it's really difficult to track bugs down. But uh, that was all artwork. That was all, I think, Greg and Greg and team. So it wasn't that the like uh, the developers, the people who were actually coding were distracted by any of that. It didn't take away from it. They just made it a priority and assigned it to an artist to do. So if you've got things specifically that you want to have reskinned, the first thing you should do is fire off a form and say, hey, uh, dear art team, here just here are some ideas that I think would actually be really well received by the community. And yeah, sure, you could probably assign some uh, it could be a mithril thing could be or maybe you could just do it you know because out of the goodness of your heart or because some of these things just need to get updated and here's what i was thinking it doesn't hurt um gear bunny classic says it was only the release of the database in ec that got me to rewrite gear bunny fusion took over a year and that was to get the first version out suggestions from users is what getting this um is what's getting this next update done and uh, Rob would tell you the same thing about Mojo, that um, he thrives on feedback. Uh, and anybody that's working on stuff with with thrives off of feedback. Hops. Anytime you talk to Hops, he's like super responsive. I think Hops has got like a full time gig and is probably pretty busy right now. Uh, but you message Hops and he gets back to you and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it the best I can. You, you need to communicate with people because that's how stuff gets done. If the, if 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 these developers, um, most of them are not making any money at all or have lost a lot of money. And I'm talking about third party developers. They're doing it because they love the community. They're doing it out of the goodness of their heart, really. And the more feedback you can give them, the better. I don't think there's any real significant difference between that and the art team, other than maybe them being paid a salary by Broadsword. But if you... If you give them like not pages of feedback, but if you give them praise and appreciation, show them some love, talk about the good stuff that they've done and what and because they love to hear that stuff. And if you've got some ideas, throw that in there, too. Uh, Scroto Sagan says the MTX store is great. The EC is kind of a fail. They need to go completely free to play with no restrictions. OK. I talked about this last week. We'll talk about it again. EC is not free to play. Really. EC is, um, uh, could you play the game forever as an EC account holder? Yeah, of course you could. But EC is not, is not supposed to be free to play. This game is not, not free to play. It's not meant to be free to play. It is a dog with bacon hanging in front of it. That's what this, that's what EC, imagine this pen is bacon and imagine I'm a dog. That's EC. It is to get you in, it is to get you hooked, and it is to get you to sub. It is a vehicle 
to turn that person and convert that person into a paid sub. I think they did it. Personally, I think it was a brilliant job. And I said that last week too. And there are other folks I think that have said, maybe in fact, that same word. You use that same term, brilliant. EC's a, it was, it was brilliant. I don't think, I don't think Broadsword, first off, <laughs> people underestimate how many subs, paid subs Broadsword wow, have. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, look at that. Nice. Thank you so much, Zizix, for, look at that. I get your name right now every time. For the, hey, um, hey. For the uh, the prime for two months in a row, six months total. Thank you so much, Zizix. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is awesome. Uh, the uh, what was I talking about? E EC try before you buy the conversion. Oh, broadsword has got okay. You should never, ever, ever look at the current player. Um, sorry, EC. Don't worry about it. You should never look at the current player base and assume that that is a representation of the amount of revenue that Broadsword is making or that EA is making, however that financial relationship works. There are people that haven't played the game in years that still pay a $15 a month sub. And when I say people, I mean thousands. Thousands of people. There are more people that continue to pay the $15 a month that haven't logged in in six months or nine months. There are... I'm, I'm, I'm willing to wager that there are people that are paying for subs that haven't logged in in years. AOL had millions, millions of paid subs for dial-up service years after people switched to broadband. That's just how, that's how it works. You get people on a monthly recurring charge and... You know, for one reason or another, they're paying for it. They don't even, I mean, it's there's a small subsection of people that actually forget. That's not the real reason why. They're usually paying because it's, it's there is something, and they're certainly not to just to support a for-profit entity. Like, there are reasons why people pay for these things long, long time. Uh, the Veterans Rewards, another brilliant move. And maybe it's a technical limitation, but I have to believe, maybe, that the reason why they haven't put how many months it is until you get a next veterans award right reward on your account i have to think that maybe the reason why they didn't put that that metric that statistic or that number or whatever you want to call it on the account page is maybe because they want you to continue to paying uh, be paid for subs but stuff like that rewards for how many years you've been subbed brilliant I'm telling you I log in maybe once a month, usually chasing you around, Ramek. I, uh, you, you should let me know that you're chasing me around. Or maybe you should come run with me. That'd be fun. We should do a, we should do something together. Um, uh, so Desperate writes, how does that relationship work? I assume you mean the relationship between EA and Broadsword. I, I, here's what I'll tell you what I know. I'm <laughs> a lot less than, um, uh, uh, than what I don't know. So EA owns the intellectual property to Dark Age of Camelot. That I know. That includes the game. Pretty sure that includes the server code. Um, it includes certainly all of the uh, the artwork, at least that was produced. Um, it might be the stuff that's produced uh, still to this day. It, it certainly is the stuff that was produced up until uh, brought, uh, Mythic was sort of dissolved and and Rob Denton opened up uh, the, the Broadsword Studio, brought a lot of the former Mythic folks over there and and built this relationship with EA to continue to manage the game. That I know. That's a certainty. EA owns the IP. Now, 
small little thing here that is is unknown is whether broadsword has uh power of attorney or has some sort of ability to be able to um i would imagine they have in some broad narrow i don't know it to a point but they have to have some ability to be able to either continue to make it or uh or somehow represent or manage the ip in some way shape or form well IP itself is in public domain. I'm not talking necessarily about like the 5,000 foot view of like the realms, uh, the the artwork, the storyline for the individual characters and classes, their spells, right? In many cases, um, the uh, uh, there's so much like you could spend 15 hours diving into what is covered, right? What is covered, uh, what 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 EA and or Broadsword would consider to be intellectual property in the game. Yeah. The the five thousand foot storyline totally public domain, but there's that's a in my mind that's a very small portion of it. <clears throat> what I don't know, and what probably nobody knows except for, I, I would think the you know middle managers and on up. Um, I, there's probably very few people that actually know this, but what the financial relationship is between Broadsword and EA that's a serious question. Do they um, I, you, I mean, we can tell just by the origin store that that the that the money runs through EA. But does Broadsword get all of it? Do they get some of it? Do they get revenue split or like a revenue share of some of that? Do they get a revenue share on of some of the of the the money that's made on things like uh, Mithril or the stuff that Broadsword creates? And is there an incentive for Broadsword to continue to make Mithril items? Uh, because, uh, you know, they get a share of it. It would make sense, right? You would, I would think from a business perspective that there would be an incentive probably for Broadsword to continue making things because they somehow benefit from it. I believe it. And it's not like they're Broadsword's pumping out useless stuff. The stuff that they, that they put out so far is actually really cute. I know a lot of BG like Zergers get really annoyed at like people running with crows over their heads or wings or fiery, you know, dragon dogs, whatever you want to call it by, you know, but I like keggers, right? The coconut guy, um, the wings. I, I love those things. And there are so many people in this game that love the cosmetic stuff. And it's like a huge draw. I was talking earlier about wow and how wow has all of these cos they've made all these advancements in cosmetics and how the gaming world has turned to cosmetics because it's the one thing you can monetize that doesn't immediately scream advantage or pay to win. The, that's a Firefox on EA side um, is the database server backend and CDNs for patching on BS side. They have the code, the content and probably the advertising. Uh, yeah, I don't from an, I know that there are there is some level of advertising or some sort of work that's being done, whether that involves the community team or not. I don't know. Um, but. I don't know. So generally speaking, and Pronder, if Pronder's here, Pronder and I were in a very late night discussion talking about this last night, but Pronder mentioned something that was, he's in development, um, shared a very interesting point that I hadn't thought of. Um, generally speaking, people that, like, developers that code, right, generally own the code that they write. Not, I'm not saying that the coders that work at Facebook, <laughs> right, like, the code that they've written um, belongs to the individual coders, but my guess is that some of this newer stuff that's work that's being worked on may actually be under ownership of Broadsword. I agree with you. 
EA would also be responsible for making a Steam package according to what's in the Discord. Yeah, they they did say that. That was a, that was an interesting twist. So people have talked all the time. To- people in this too, in past State of the Games and on Discord, talk all the time about why isn't it on Steam? That's that's uh, EA. EA is the roadblock there, and always has been. Especially they launch, especially after they launched Origin. Now EA, from what I understand, from what I'm told, has started to put stuff on Steam, and so you know there could be an avenue there, but. I, the patcher and the client haven't really seen a ton of changes in 20 years. The client has. The client definitely has changed, but it's. I think it would be. I mean, maybe you could just like put the patcher on Steam. But I, I there would have to. There, I think there has to be a lot of work to be done to make it steam ready right there's generally speaking when you put games on steam there's some level of integration that happens between steam and the game and uh that would take a lot of work to do and i don't i it's possible that they're working on that now um maybe one of one of the side things that they're working on but it doesn't exist as it stands right now uh, why does ea uh, have the database shouldn't broadsword have that because the server function needs the database to function the ser- ne- server software needs the database to function yeah so um, the server software, which has been iterated over the course of time, no doubt, but the basis of the server software was written in the late 90s uh, by what eventually became Mythic for a MUD that they were working on. I think the approximate date, Matt Fryer, who, um, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, I think it was something around 1998 that that server, that software was written. And so they adapted that MUD server backend to uh, to work and and function as the um, and it's written in C++ to, to, to function uh, and run as the Dark Age Camelot server. Now, Dawn of Light, who is essentially the basis of all the free shards that exist out there, that server software is written in C Sharp. For Darkness Falls, the mud, there you go. Dawn of Light's written in C Sharp. And the reason why free shards can do so many things that Broadsword can't is because the backend of the server is written in C-sharp. It's also written from the ground up. A lot of the function, in fact, all of the function is written from the ground up. The client, free shards don't modify the client at all. Client's untouched. Client is completely untouched. That I think that's even true for, for the biggest shard that's out there. I don't think they've modified the client in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I, I'm 99% sure they haven't. But it's the server backend that makes that makes the shard special. And the bigger shards are not DOL. I mean, they are loosely based on DOL, but they're like like crazy right-hand turn forks of DOL. Uh, but it's written in a language that is way easier to work. So when you talk to me about why is pet pathing better or why can they do this or why can't they do that, they're, they're, that's that's the reason. Also, there's a couple of developers on shards that um, there's a look when you when you're a for profit entity and you've got a budget and you have to hire people and like there are laws and labor laws surrounding hiring people. You have to um, you have to pay them a wage. <laughs> and if you're doing something that uh, like from a free shard, right, that is that is not not really above board and it's just a volunteer project. Um, and there's no real organization to go after. Right. Uh, you can sometimes end up having a little bit of an edge on development. It really depends on who's involved, but you don't have those pesky labor laws and having to pay people and having to be under this corporate umbrella or having to worry about IP or any of that other stuff, the corporate red tape that exists, you don't. So 
there are a couple of developers that are you know uh very talented i'm not saying they're any more talented than the folks at broadsword you know there's some very extremely talented folks at broadsword but they're working on a new language they're working off of a new language on the back end of the server and uh you know there's functions of the game that can be completely rewritten i want to be careful about what i say here because um i don't I don't want to dive too deep into like some of the stuff I've talked about before. I want to keep it very 5,000 foot view, but I just, there's, a, there's, I, I'm very excited about what Broadsword's doing. I'm very excited about what Broadsword's doing. And I think that there's, there's, um, there's a lot to come and I would do not give up hope. This is not a Camelot Unchained, ladies and gentlemen, that's not what's happening here. This is not a, well, we're going to have it done. You know, they've talked about it for a long time, but over the last three or four years, as they've like teased it and talked about it, a lot has changed even the last 12 months about what the the target is right what what's the what's the goal now you've got a free shard out there that i mean frankly is the quality of life in some ways is great but in most ways completely sucks and they there is a disadvantage by in this case of having a bunch of volunteer devs because in in some ways they keep iterating off the game and in some ways it's great and in some ways it's terrible i there's a lot that can be done here i'm really excited Really excited about what's happening with Broadsword. I'll leave it at that. Um, Gear Bunny Classic says, uh, Broadsword gets to change what's in the database. The actual setup is on the Amazon server, which EA works with. Uh, I, I'm i 99% sure that Broadsword manages the EC2 instances. In fact, I'm pretty sure that they're Broadsword EC2 instances. You might know something that I don't, and you should reach out to me and we should talk if you have more information about that. Um, but I'm I'm 99% sure that Broadsword manages those EC2 instances. I don't think they're EA. They might be on an E. They might be paid by EA. It might be on an EA account. But I'm pretty sure Broadsword manages those. Um. So, Casimmons uh, asked, I'd really like to have a chat on earlier question. Um, what is out there for returning players to find groups? Help. I haven't found anything in either Discord or forums that I miss a general recruiting area. Something easy to find needs to be around. Uh. Yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> You and I are on the same page, Casimmons. Uh, so there is a there is a Discord. Um, Ollie just posted the link. That is that is the Ramek Oaken Community Discord. There is a ton of people in there that are extraordinarily helpful and not toxic. Because the second I see somebody that's being super toxic in there, and it's only happened once really, um, they they get removed from the server. There is a huge group of people on on my Discord that are very 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 helpful, and you should come join it and. That's the first thing I would tell you, you specifically or anybody in here that wants to resub or is new to the game or is coming back, whatever reason, you should come to my Discord. Um, uh, There's also the official Discord, which has Broadsword staff. It's run by Broadsword. There's a ton of different channels. There's uh, all sorts of bots that are really cool and give you a ton of information. Uh, But it can be really difficult to get players to help you over there. Not always, but sometimes because there are some there are some toxic folks that exist. So, Simmons, just r- reach out and ask questions of us, uh, and we'll help you. Now, to get to the like the 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 like the the real reason why you're asking that question is where is there a resource for returning players? And so there is um, there 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 are some guides on DarkAgeCamelot.com um, that are that are helpful. They, there's a beginner's guide. Um, I'll post the link in chat. But it, it's not it's not enough. It's not enough. And I talked about this and tried to be very careful about what I said because I didn't want to. I don't want this to sound like I'm trashing anybody at Broadsword because nobody at Broadsword um, 
I don't think anybody at Mythic in 2010 could have foreseen this game lasting another 10 years. Maybe they did. Maybe they were, had hope. I don't know. But I think it's a surprise to uh, me as much as it's a surprise to a lot of folks that it continues um, and that Broadsword actually has this like this opportunity to continue building it and developing it in ways that we didn't think was possible. The There are so many resources on DarkAgeOfCamelot.com and spread across the Internet that just just haven't been updated, that just stopped. And even back in the day, like really like uh, post Prima Guide area, uh, <laughs> Prima Guide um, era, there was not this. There's never been this um, dedicated effort to try and build really in-depth walkthroughs and um, FAQs and like, like, you know, just walls of text or videos other than what the community lead has done, what Beeb and Leah and Leah have, have done, which are super helpful. And what the community has put their back into to try and help that along. And besides the third party developers who have done a lot of this work for little to no money. There hasn't been an effort at Broadsword and at Mythic to do this. I don't think Broadsword is in a position right now to hire 15 people to start building out guides for the game again. I don't think anybody like Prima or any of these third party, you know, they don't really exist anymore, but these companies to come through and try and help out. I don't think that's a thing. And it's why I talked uh, a couple weeks ago about Broadsword starting their own wiki, which I think would be amazing. There are other wikis that are out there that exist on other sites. Um, all of them in some way, shape or form are outdated. And some are worse than others. But none of them are owned by Broadsword, and and there's no incentive for the community to add to them because, frankly, most of these sites have changed hands three or four times in the last six years. So I think the best thing that Broadsword could do right now to fix that problem, and it would fix a ton of other issues, is to go... Uh, the Wikimedia Foundation has, I think, they've got a, a wiki backend that's open-sourced that's literally like drag-and-drop on a... I mean, it's 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 very easy to launch on a site. I mean, the web, the web folks, the people that run the web, uh, uh, the, that run the web backend at Broadsword could do this in, in a heartbeat, and then let the community build it with some minor direction. Ah, okay. Sorry. Now I understand what you're asking. I'm just going to continue on that wiki thing, and then I'll come back to that. Um, there is, there's nothing that's up to date. There's no concise thing that's all up to date. In fact, all like there's a lot of class stuff on the Dark Age of Camelot site on the Herald that's out of date. A lot of stuff. So I think the uh, giving a, a wiki that's owned by Broadswords that we know it's going to exist, that we know it's not going to change hands every five seconds and allowing the community, just like Wikipedia does, allowing the community to help mold that and shape that, you would get a ton of people, including myself, that would spend an, an enormous amount of time building resources and content for it. And they get it for free, but they got to do it soon because, uh, you know, I mean, some of us have been playing for 20 years. And we're not getting any younger. And like I'm at the I'm at the I'm fortunate enough to be at the lower end of that totem pole. But they need they at some point should start doing that because there's a lot of institutional knowledge that this group that's been playing for 10, 20 years has that is extremely important. And then there's also uh, information and knowledge that some of the more competitive players have about like tips and tricks and tactics and stuff. That the general population does not know. Uh, that would be very helpful that would that could go into a wiki. Um, you mean recruiting guilds or groups recruiting? So 
guild recruiting is so join my my discord is probably a better place to at least as it stands now because they don't think the official discord they do have like a, a recruiting channel but i don't know um i don't know how often it's used or if there's i just i don't go into it uh but we've got people in all three realms that have large guilds and alliances that would be happy to pick you up would happy to throw items and money at you um if it meant that you would run and be a part of their community and be a part of their family so you know i i i can tell you i, I would happily if you were on hib we could we'd pick you up and you mad bro if you were going to come and you were going to commit some time to play and you wanted to be a part of this and like you wanted to run with us and you know we'd pick you up in an instant and their realms their 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 guilds on on all three realms not just you mad bro on hib there's a bunch of other ones that would do exactly the same thing and and i will be honest with you there's some that are better than others and i wouldn't put you um i, I would not want to send you to a guild that i i think is going to evaporate or that is super toxic but there's no centralized thing for that in terms of groups, uh, Broadsword spent a significant amount of time writing the casual group finder, uh, the CGF tool that uh, was supposed to solve. I think it was well intended. I think it was actually kind of a really smart thing to do. I just don't think that they there was a lot of thought about how it would work. In the real world, like the concept is great, it's very smart, but uh, people don't in this game don't generally like casually group with one another <laughs> pugs are pugs just don't really exist they're they're tough and that's probably the struggle that you're having um what needs to happen is that you need to have something more along the lines of an auto group system where you can flip a switch and you immediately like people have to check whether they have voice chat or not right um and people are auto grouped to build um to build groups that actually work well together, like in terms of class makeup. The casual group finder, it does work, just nobody uses it. That was, an, that was a thing that they put into place like three or four years ago, and it was meant to solve this problem, but it, 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 it works, nobody uses it. I think it was, it was, I don't think, I don't think I ever got a group um, in the time that I was on Alb. Now Alb is, is a little more difficult to get a group um, than the other three realms or the other two realms. But yeah, it doesn't work. So on that note, um, it's about who you know. It's a bit clicky. And so the best thing you can do is get into a good guild and then you'll find good groups. Uh, somebody said that they had the TOA. Uh, Fueled says, I remember buying the TOA guide from EB Games and that was useless. I remember reading the Prima guide like late at night as a 15 year, 14 or 15 year old after playing the game for some time. Um, in 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 beta and then uh, after release on the Mew and getting super giddy and like with a flashlight up in my room with my mom yelling at me to go to sleep and like flipping through the pages in bed with like a sheet over my head, reading it religiously. I miss I miss those days so much. So I'm I'm in the process of like acquiring a bunch of this stuff and I won't tell you what specifically because I want it and I I would prefer to be the one to have it and put it on my shelf. <laughs> So I'm not going to tell you what I'm looking at, but I did manage to score that bo that box right there. That DAOC box behind me is a is an unopened mint condition copy of the original game. Never been opened before. It's got all the stuff, the CD. Presumably there's a CD key in there. There's a map. There's all sorts of stuff. It's it is. Well, I'll show you a little dusty, but it's a it's a mint. Absolutely mint version of the box with the seal. This is how much I love this stuff. 
and I'm not a collector really. Like I don't really collect stuff, but this is if ever, anything ever happened to this, I would be devastated. I love this thing. Anyway, um, for what it's worth. So better open it and make sure it's legit. No. <laughs> and there's there are there are other things. There's all sorts of memorabilia that I'm collecting. I'm still I've been trying to get a um, a 3D model printed of the 15 year anniversary. I had somebody that converted the NIF over. I wasn't going to sell it or anything. It's not for profit, but I wanted to have one printed and I'm just having a hell of a time trying to figure out what material I want to print it in and then figuring out whether I can actually afford it or not because I'd like it to be in metal. Uh, but getting something like that put together uh, is a nightmare. So anyway, I, I, I would love it to be or like cast aluminum like and like and built properly and like colored and all that stuff. I, but I, I have the 15 year anniversary. I'd really like to have done and put that on my wall, you know, maybe like this big or so. I even offered to send um, send some of them over to Broadsword. I don't know if it ever made it up the chain, but I was going to print a few of them and send some off to Broadsword too. Um, and extraterrestrial system, pretty sure of the Prima guide that is on my bookshelf downstairs. It's like near and dear to my heart. I love that. Um, Ollie says, you don't see a lot of people asking for recruitment in a game now. Uh, depending on your realm, we can probably help you get you hooked up with a decent guild. Yeah, we sure can. Um, and Shramic, we are not getting any older this week. So that's true. So, um, uh, I, I don't know. I, Ollie, if you want to tell people, uh, it's, it's my birthday and Ollie's birthday this week. So, um, I am getting a little bit older this week. Ollie's getting a little bit older this week. I'm, I, I won't, I can tell you my birthday's on Thursday. Ollie can tell you whether she wants to or not what her birthday's on, but I'm do, I am doing a birthday stream on Thursday. So I'm very excited about that. I, I am going to play. Koopy Koopy is making me a really nice dinner. And then I'm, and then I'm, uh, I'm going to stream afterwards because I've, you know, I want to spend time with the most important people in my in my life, which is Koopia Koopia first, far and away, and the kids, and then um, and then with you guys, of course. Uh, I did get the WoW map uh, Atlas for original uh, WoW. It's relevant again with classic. Yeah, I suppose it is. Um, uh, Alzva says, "Are you guys gonna make the tunes more soloable because the population is as much?" So, you guys, I want to make it uh, very clear: I am not broadsword. Although I did say at a Holiday and Express last night. Um, I am not Broadsword. I don't work for Broadsword. Um, I'm just a, a streamer that's really heavily involved with the game. Um, and, you know, know a little bit about what's going on. Maybe maybe more than the average Joe, I guess. But uh, I, Broadsword, uh, I don't know in terms of class balance. In terms of class balance, I don't know about anything in the pipeline for class balance. Uh, they've already made some changes i i think if you've got some suggestions about making tunes more soloable you're welcome to drop them here uh i i'm pretty sure broadsword watches every single one of these uh and if they don't um it certainly ends up making the rounds but uh you know you can drop stuff here i would but i really honestly i would encourage you to go to the feedback form or talk about it on discord because there's a huge community on the official uh discord and they've Broadsword pays very close attention there. Very close attention. Soloing is uh, there. You can solo on just about any class in the game. But you're going to die a lot. Uh, if Woke is still here, Woke will tell you. Uh, Woke. Uh, I keep making an example out of Woke every single time. I think it's just because of the story that he told me. W Woke started out trying to solo on his cleric. Wanted Had the goal of making Lone, Lone Enforcer went out uh died a, a a ton of times and every every time he died he got better and now i think woke is 
arguably one of the best clerics in the game. You know, Smite, Smite is not what it was at launch. Smite has been changed over the course of maybe the last 13 years. Smite really hasn't been the same. 13 or 14 years, Smite really hasn't been the same. Although it's still great. Uh, but you see people like Woke who play Cleric, um, and when they're specced properly, can I've seen Woke take three people, four people. Woke's great. Uh, I think Aharis is the only server type I didn't play on. Uh, I I think that's true for me too. I, I do have some level 50 tunes on Aharis, but I haven't spent a ton of time over there. They have a great community though. Like maybe one of the most tight-knit, accepting, open communities uh, in the game. And I'm not just talking about server by server. I'm just talking about in general. Like they are, those folks, uh, and Geharis.net's a great example of a great community. They'll always, I mean, and you jump in there and you ask for help and people will be there. Uh, Nargothron says, I will say this about the game. Um, out of every competitive game I've played, this has been the most depth of system tactics and highest learning curve. If you enjoy PvP elements in games, this one can have the largest time investment. That can certainly turn some people off. DAOC is not casual to me in a lot of regards. This is true. There is a massive learning curve for this game, but my God, is it rewarding. There is no other PvP that exists out there today like Dark Age of Camelot provides. Not even close. Not not remotely close. And to think, game developers have had 20 years to fix this? To one-up Broadsword or one-up Mythic and EA? 20 years and they haven't done it yet? There is a... Uh, the talking about going back to intellectual property for a second there is a value on this game and the structure of this game and the way in which everything fits together that is really hard to fathom really hard to fathom and uh i you know i don't know how much this game is worth but I've heard rumblings and rumors that people have made, like people with deep pockets have made offers to buy the game out from EA and Broadsword. And with like enormous, and this could just be a rumor. I don't know. It doesn't really have any influence on how I feel about what the game is worth. But there's been rumors about people making like really large, um, throwing really large amounts of money at the at, at Broadsword and EA to see if they'll like bite and have been turned out. Again, rumors. Absolutely no idea if that's true. Could be totally off. But there's this game is worth and the the story the story, the 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 artwork, like everything. It's why like when when we talk about class balance and I hear people you know complaining about class balance and like why didn't Broadsword do this or why can't they do that or why didn't they listen to my feedback or any of the millions of things that are said by people. And I'm not trying to like discount or like not validate your feelings, but the class balance is a very tricky thing. Anytime you make a small change to one class, one, it could be one spell. Uh, we could talk about, let's talk about the Banshee, the debuff, the 50% debuff that they wanted to give Banshees. Was it, I think it was in the ES line, right? Was it on the ES line? They wanted to give a 50% debuff to, to Banshees and the community was like totally up in arms over it. And like, I think every single person here in the game was like, that'll never happen, right? They ended up, I think, with a 30% debuff. But there was there was a reason why 
broadsword thought that that was a good idea based on the data that they saw and the feedback that they were they were receiving so when any time that a change is made like that you can bet that there is a process that goes into there's like a probably not in the middle of a global pandemic but there's a process that broadsword goes through to figure out exactly how it works in for soloers for small mans for eight for eight right and it's right gear bunny there you go gear bunny said it better than i could it's a balance around a bunch of different group comps the amount of work that goes into one single change is enormous it's huge and so the reason why they didn't take your feedback is probably because they looked at the five thousand foot view where you weren't and were like oh my god like we can't there's that just it's just not possible we can't do it so the amount of work that goes into building out new items Right. And the abilities on those items and how they fit into existing templates and how they might work. Will they make will they push somebody over a threshold that Broadsword would would like Broadsword determines to be maybe unfair on a particular class? Like all that stuff has to be balanced and looked at. I'm still of the belief. Right. I think they're they're way more detailed than a lot of people think. I'm of the belief that the reason why the merchants come into town is because the broadsword watches the circulation of, of plat in the game and they bring the they bring the traveling merchants in place because they want to bleed some money out of the game. They see too much in circulation and they want they want to pull they want to pull some plat out of the game. I'm I especially nowadays after after bounty crafting is coming to play. That's I that's my I'm 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 of that camp. So there's a lot of work that goes into just like the basics, like the day to day. Um, John's coffee's got to be like one of the most complicated cups of coffee in the whole world. <laughs> it's just like try, trying to figure out like how it all like not the physical cup of coffee was, but like trying to figure out how this into, like all of this comes together. Like, do I agree with every decision John's made? No, I do not. But uh, it's got a difficult job. And I think he's done a, a pretty good job. I do think the, I do think he should speak more. I think he should say more. I think he should be more outspoken, but I but I think he's done a great job all in all. I'm not suggesting like John like goes on a world tour and like, you know, comes to every single bonfire and backyard barbecue that's offered to him. But, you know, saying hi every once in a while, you know, was a good thing. I do think there are somebody mentioned earlier podcasts like I think that'd be great. I come from a pod. I come from a a, a podcast background uh, uh, a media background, um, and worked in my last job. I worked at a, a very large media nonprofit that's, that essentially worked directly and supported producers that, that created pot. Like I would love to do a podcast with broadsword. This is not a job pitch. Like, I just think that would be a great, a great thing to do would be to create something like, like in this format, maybe something a little bit more structured and certainly, uh, with some in-depth interviews and uh, a lot less rumors. But we wouldn't need to speculate if if we had a, a little bit more information. But alas, we're here. Uh, EA purchased, uh, presumably you're meaning Mythic. EA purchased for 43 million. I would find it awesome to see if they got outbid. Yeah, I I, I think EA is going to hold on to this one. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be for sale. I mean, it's quite possible that Broadsword maybe at some point acquires the rights to it. I don't know how that would work or what that would look like. Uh, Rob Denton's a pretty smart guy. But um, that's the only thing I could see happening. I don't think I don't think I don't think DAOC is going to end in the hand and end up in the hands of like a, a Chinese development firm or anything like that. Watch me be proven wrong. Watch there be an announcement tomorrow that um, was it uh, Tessent? Is that the 
big company out there that the Tessent just like buys it up. Um, can we can we gold farm money like Bitcoin plat mining? Yeah, right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if you could just like, all right, like it's the, the combined power of all of the macro teams in the game. DAOC is going to harness the computational power. Tencent. OK. Thank you. Is that like uh, is that like 50 cent, but only only a fifth of it? Sorry, bad joke. I need more beer. Uh, Banshee will never compete with the launch of the war of the of the warlock. Uh, yeah, Banshees are, are Banshees have their place in in a in a solid group comp on Hib. I'll tell you that right now. They do. Um, what else is there to talk about? Uh, I got I, there was a whole list of topics I had. Um, so there, I, look, there's a lot of stuff that's coming. Uh, we've got the midwinter thing that's either going to come the seventh or they, I think they actually did say that I was. a Guessing whether it was going to be the 17th or the 21st, the newsletter, I think, affirmed it was going to be the 17th. So there will be a uh, there, there will be a, a midwinter event on the 17th. I'm really excited about that and some of the stuff that's coming and Christmas is, you know, all of the trees and all that stuff is 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 fun. There's always a population bump around Christmas time. Always. You can go and look on Exidio. Um, you can go back and look at the stuff that Simon did, um, all of the analysis. There's always a population bump. So. I would expect that numbers will go up significantly. As I said in last week's state of the game, if there was any time to sub and get back in and get everything set up, it's now because over the next month or so, it's going to be wild. Um, uh, uh, Zizix asks, I might have missed it, but have you made any progress with your keep status spot or making a map? So I haven't had time in the last couple of days to work on it. Um, I've been working on it incrementally, but um, I will show people who um, haven't seen it. So if we go into my Discord, uh, there is a... Um, I do have now, and you can join my Discord and get access to this, that there are real-time uh, status updates um, that are being pulled directly from the game uh, for Realm status. So there are, um, it, it, there is some stuff that's, uh, um, you know, it, it's a little bit, it's still kind of a buggy work in progress thing, but it's all here. And, uh, and you can go back, uh, you know, days and days and days and days and days and days and look at um, and get real-time status updates on who's taking what. There's also a um, an update on um, essentially the the printout of who owns what. So every 15 minutes, I also compile all that information and I put it into um, I put it into a, a a big message that's all color coded, um, including who owns DF. So one of the big projects that I've been working on um, off to the side, and like this has become a full-time thing for me. Like the stream and the support that you guys provide has really become kind of a full-time thing. Probably can't last forever. <laughs> In fact, I can tell you it can't last forever. Uh, but uh, but I've been pouring more time than I probably should into building tools like this. Uh, what Zizix is talking about is my my goal is to um, with node in node.js. I, I want to build a Discord bot that pulls this that is able to work with the data that I'm already able to get and is able to make something that's interactive in real time where people can query it. That's a project that I'm working on. Um, I don't have a ton of time to do it right now, but I'm like really, 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 really trying. So that's on the horizon. The next thing is I've got a friend, an old friend uh, that reached out to me, had a great conversation a few weeks ago, who's a developer who wants to, um, who has offered to help. He's done some mapping stuff and he wants to take that. Once I get that bot 
uh, built out. And once I have a backend for all that data, he wants to take the data and help me build a realm war map. And I would I, I would offer it um, uh, free, like obviously free of charge to broadsword and whoever else wants to put it in an embedded frame on their site um, and it would populate in real time. There's certain things I can get out of the game that I won't publish. So things like um, like when relics are being taken, right? I don't think that's uh, an appropriate thing to post. There's just some stuff I I will I absolutely will not um, I will not share even if I can even if I have access to it. But uh, and and I and I have like I have run stuff by uh, by like I'm I'm in the clear with broadsword in terms of doing this. Like I'm not. And not doing anything I shouldn't, um, and I, I certainly won't. I, I do not want to run afoul of them, um, you know. And if they build, they, they very well at some point, like they had in the Camelot Herald years and years and years ago, they had an XML output for all this stuff. If they have that, I would be happy to build a bot for them using that XML output. Somebody else, I'm sure, would. But at the moment, that doesn't work. That XML output does not work, and so um, so I'm left to I'm left to my own devices in terms of getting stuff out of the game. And the way I'm doing it, it's like it's very efficient, but um, I won't tell you how I'm doing it. <laughs> but I'm not breaking any I'm not breaking any rules. I'm not I'm not violating the TOS by doing it. I'm, I'm very much in line with things anyway. So, yeah, uh, th that answers your question. You could always go um, uh, join my discord. You can type in exclamation point discord and chat. Uh, there's also Mubot posts um, a, a link to an invite link to join too, but you could always jump into my Discord and follow that channel. Uh, and if there's a significant amount of interest, um, I'm always happy to provide it as a webhook because that's how I'm publishing it right now is via webhook. But I can I can do more with it at some point. Um, how is uh, the PC doing? Able to stream in DAOC again? So very quickly, this is the stream isn't really about me, but last night I had a, a very scary moment. Uh, I bought a, I was lucky enough to get an RTX 3080 on launch day. Not that I need it, really. Because <laughs> this is pretty much all I play. But I managed to get one. And the first graphics card I had for this brand new machine that I built earlier this year was a 2080 Super, and it was DOA. Dead out of the box. So... I'm a little weary of graphics cards failing at this point. And last night, I started... Well, a couple days ago, I started getting some artifacting. And last night, I had huge issues with drivers to the point where uh, windows had a kernel panic it was bad it was just it was bad i got really scared that i was going to be unable to stream for three weeks in the middle of an rma with uh, the M with msi who makes the graphics card turns out it's fine so anyway that's about me everything is working the hardware is working here i am um, and i'm in the middle of trying to source a second graphics card <laughs> just to sit on a shelf i've got two spare keyboards too i have three keyboards um two of which are sitting off to a corner just in case i spill something I want to have a backup. Uh, are you going to build a war map with radar? I'm just saying it's a vast landscape. No radar. No radar. Uh, the realm war map would be built off of the existing imagery that exists. Uh, I'm sure that was a joke, but uh, no. I Let's talk a little bit about cheating real quick. This is like a very, uh, and then we should probably at some point in the next uh, 10 minutes wrap this up. So hang in there. Stay with me. Uh, there was, no, it wasn't a joke. Yeah, there won't be any radar. Nor is there any packet sniffing or packet injection. Um, I won't do any of that. But we're going to talk about that and why that's not a good idea. 
you've seen people get actioned upon for cheating. Uh, and there are rules in place and they're enforced. Radar is not something that exists in this game at any large scale. And it won't ever be normal in Dark Age of Camelot. Because it is, it's, it, I know you were curious and I get it. Um, and and there's been a case made. People have tried to make the case over the last few years that radar should exist in this game. Honestly, like lagdar is the closest thing you're going to get to it, and it's also pretty damn good. Just feeling the lag coming in is usually like how I tell that I've got ink. There are um, so radar doesn't really work anymore because um, the way in which. Well, let me put it this way. The client has methods of detecting packet sniffing. They've been there for quite a while. Um, The client is smart enough to know whether packet sniffing is occurring. That's A, right? B, radar is and can be obvious, and it's very easily, if they can't detect the packet sniffing, it's very easily discovered by CSRs that just essentially paint a picture Not literally a picture. They're not like doing a Picasso in the middle of um, Hadrian's wall, but they can they can put a false character in place, a false flag. And if anybody has radar goes to it, you know, they can remove the flag and put it back in. Um, They can very quickly tell whether they're using radar or not. And there are CSRs that are out there. And if they see some really funky, odd behavior, um, they'll go after you for it. They're pretty aggressive. The other thing is things like... um, uh, I hear time and time again that you, uh, you know, there must be a way to hack uh, damage or, you know, uh, be able to fire off abilities and spells when you shouldn't be able to. I even heard somebody came to me a few weeks ago and was like, could you check into this possibility that and I'm not trying to make fun of this person because I think they had a legitimate concern. But can you check into the possibility that perhaps a cleric could fire a necro spell? Is that possible? Could you get could you tell could you get the server? to fire off a spell that isn't even that isn't even in like the table of abilities that you have. Um, the answer is no. And you can't you, you there's certain things that are controlled server side and client side that you just cannot manipulate. So um, the the client controls a few things. It controls movement for the most part. And the client controls LOS checks. Uh, it also controls the loading of textures, the view, the 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 whether you can view textures or not. But in reality, there's very little that's controlled other than movement exploiting and the exploiting of geometry. There's really not a whole lot that can be done at a local level. And people who tell me that they saw somebody sauce twice and I clearly have no idea what I'm talking about, are so dead wrong that um, I don't. I can't even come up with an analogy that works. It just doesn't happen. That's controlled server side. And if you're telling me that you've somehow hacked into, um, into the EC2 instance and you have the server password or the SQL password and you can go out and do all that stuff, um, then you're probably committing a federal crime and you're, you're going to be locked up and charged with a felony. It's not possible. Can't do it. So let's now talk about what is possible, which is geometry exploits and speed hacking. Broadsword a few years ago got really smart. Maybe it was mythic and it was unknown to the 
the people who have done deep dives into the client up until recently. But uh, back a few years ago, uh, there were some there were some checks put into place where the server was doing um, like Z axis checks and uh, X axis checks. Can't I can never say that right? Uh, to determine where somebody should be in relationship to where they were, and if there's too big of a too much of a variance, it can tell. So people who used to fly hack Z axis, right? Is that Z? I think that's Z axis. Z axis is height. Oh well, the Z axis is all three dimensions. But um, I'm talking about am I talking about Y axis? Is vertical, right? Yeah, Y axis. So they have X, um, um, they have they have checks that go into place. I obviously need more beer. They have Z axis checks that go into place that determine things like um, uh, variance based on what your speed should be, right? Because there's a numerical value that the client assigns to you. I don't think there's anything because I'm not telling you how to defeat it. I'm not going wrong here by saying this. There's a numerical, and you'll get caught if you figure out a way to cheat too. You will get caught. No doubt in my mind, you will in fact get caught. So don't do this. It's really dumb. But the server checks and there's a numerical value that the client assigns to you and also reports back to the server on your speed. And if you exceed a speed that you should not, it's very clear to the developers that you are speed hacking. If there is a variance in the height off the ground and where you should be, the client actually reports that stuff and they can check and see if you're fly hacking. You cannot do that. I mean, you can do that, but you will get caught. Or at or at a at a at a, a very basic level, they know about it, and they got a CSR that's watching you. Don't do it. It's stupid. You'll get caught. You'll lose your account. So there's that. The stuff that's less detectable. That's a real. That's like a. It's been an issue, and uh, and to some people more than others is um, like removal of textures and geometry exploits. I think that those are probably more common, but they're happening at such a small scale that I, I really, just like radar, like I think their radar is possible. It certainly is. Um, but I don't think it's happening at a scale that like it used to, that it affects the game at all. There are so few people that cheat nowadays. Uh, I'm not saying that the game is, is, is it's, it doesn't exist anymore. I, I know for a fact in some small cases it, it does. But it's it's not affecting the gameplay and it's not a reason that you shouldn't be subbed to the game. And if you think you see cheating, or rather you hear somebody yell, cheater, cheater, right? More than likely they just don't know what they saw. I get this, I hear this all the time in the hit BG. He sauced three times, twice, thrice. So desperate. Sauce thrice. They don't know what they're seeing. So don't don't just point fingers and call cheating. Don't. The best thing to do, like what they did in the official Discord, is if you see something that's not quite right, you should take a screenshot, not immediately accuse somebody of something, but say, hey, look, I've done this research. This person, like with uh, Ripweed, this person killed all these tunes all at once in the same zone. It looked like it was in the same area. Um, the Herald says that they're all sub-50. Um, they have more deaths than they have kills. There's like no reason for this to happen. Can you look into it, please? That's how that's how that's that's how you catch people. And that's the community's level of involvement. 
the uh, broadsword uh, did a great thing a few years ago a couple years ago they started opening up their email to video and picture evidence of cheating which they had never accepted before at least officially never accepted it and now they use that as one of the many tools that they have at their disposal to be able to prove as to whether somebody was cheating or they weren't cheating adrenaline is a heck of a drug it can make you see things yeah it can but also um not uh not understanding that there just are sometimes that are there are people that are better than you in the game or there are people that understand their class better than you might understand yours that win fights bammers can i talk about the bubble thing or should i leave that alone i'm happy i'm happy to not share are you still here i think you're probably still here right is zoo here batar batar's here batar would you prefer that i talk about the bubble thing or not um, there's, there, there are certain things that happen, certain mechanics in the game that occur that are not cheats, that are not hacks. They're just like mechanics that work a particular way. Um, and the groups that like use that to their advantage, that understand how these things work and how these mechanics work, use those things to their advantage. It might not be well known. It might be well known. I don't know. I don't see, yeah, Zoo's not here, and I don't think Bammers is either. I don't want to step on anybody's toes, so I'm not going to talk about it. Unless Patar says it's okay. But, like, there are there are, there are mechanics and things that happen with uh, different items and things that stack. And, um... And, and, a, and ablative, right? Ablative, a, a bubble, for instance, that, uh, you know, Thurgist or, um... You know, I'm talking about the pulsing bubble in the game. There are certain mechanics that work uh, oddly, and good groups know how to use them. That's all I'll say. I'm not going to go into any more um, unless they, because it's it's some of this stuff is like is you know is really well known, and um, I don't think it's a secret, but or not really well known. It's not well known. They're they're kind of they're they're kept they're held very close amongst themselves, and you know, um, anyway. You don't need to ask um, if people if it's okay to share knowledge of the game. I, I, I understand that. And I don't think it's an issue, but I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Here's what I'll say. Uh, there are... There are things that stack. There are items that work. There are uh, templates that you can build that, that give you survivability that are beyond um, what most people have in the game. And that's just the way it is. And and those folks have found that out, not because they're exploiting or they're cheating, but because they've spent time test. They've tested it. They tried all these things. So, but my my the point is, don't yell cheat all the time if you see something that you don't like. Um, Gear Bunny clack. Uh, Gear Bunny says, I was talking the distance. The server would tell you if somebody was visible to you. Oh, you mean? Uh, let me go back. Oh, awareness bubble. Oh, I see what you're saying. So anything within clip range. Okay. I gotcha. So things in clip range. I mean, there's been some exploits and well, maybe I wouldn't call it. I don't know if Broadsword would consider it an exploit. I think it is kind of an exploit, but the RAM situation. Right. When you uh, you could deploy RAMs and you could jump on them, zoom all the way out and jump off. Boats, the same thing. You could zoom all the way out and jump off and maintain that. And people who thought that they were being radared down in reality were probably just facing somebody who had situational awareness at like however many thousands of units up and could see pretty much everything in clip range. You could see around an entire keep. You could see around an entire maze. 
they fix that. Broadsword says we don't that's not working as intended. We don't like that. I don't I don't know if they ever action any accounts, but they they fixed it because they didn't think it was fair. It had existed. It existed for a long time. But it became too much of an issue and became like too widespread that they decided to fix it. Okay, tell you about the bubble thing. There's there's a um, I learned and not the end all be all, but. Um, I learned uh, um, from somebody, and I, I will not name names, um, and just because I asked somebody permission to say, there's a whole bunch of people I could ask permission because this is widely known within a small community. But things like throw weapon, right? If you have bubble up, you can throw weapon repeatedly. Every time the bubble pulses, there's no there's no cooldown. There's all sorts of stuff that you can do in the game, the mechanics of the game and the way it works. There's all sorts of stuff that you can do. There are things that stack that, I don't know, maybe should or shouldn't, but it's not like somebody's running a script or modifying the game. Well, even scripting is not a bad thing. Modifying the game or doing something that they shouldn't or like hacking the client in some way or injecting packets. Generally speaking, it's just because people have people spend a lot of time playing this game. They have a better understanding of it than most. And. And they fix it or they, they, they rather they don't fix it. It doesn't get fixed. They they end up using it to their advantage. Um, Mythic, uh, it sounds like a bug. I don't actually know if it's a bug. It might be a bug, but it might not be. Uh, Mythic fixed the RAM view range thing. Uh, VN was basically saying either give us that range as a default cam or turn um, turn the ways that let you scroll out that far. What is the VN? I'm a little tired. Remind me, what, what do you mean the VN? Uh, 76 body resists interesting sun temp. Yeah, I mean, people, the uh, the reason why you go up against competitive groups and they don't take damage, it's probably because of an ability in the group, a group ability, or a rank 5. It might be because they've got AOM. But if you're casting on, oh, VN boards, okay. Ran by IGN. If you're casting on somebody and they're not taking damage, it's it's not because they're hacking. That damage is calculated server side. I don't want to hear that crap anymore. That's like it's it's just it's so like you you just you throw out things that you have no idea what you're talking about. You throw it out and you just make these huge accusations and you clearly like people not you. I'm just saying in general, people clearly don't understand what's going on. But that stuff's controlled server side. I just wanted to touch on that because I think it's I think it's really important to put things into context. And I there, the cheating in this game, while it was, a, I'm, I will say, it was a thing that existed a long time ago, and it was pretty rampant a long time ago. It's not. It's not a thing. Oh, and Gearbunny Classic just saying Mythic fixed the RAM range thing. Well, there was. I don't know if you're talking about the most recent patch there. I think it was 1.12. Was it 1.127? Might have been 1.126. No, it was 1.127, where they that was that was addressed. To the point where it can't be abused anymore. They uh, assume they they decided it wasn't in their best interest to allow it to continue to happen. Stone Soldier said, or faced a group with someone who knows how to drop their camera. F11 works. Uh, you know, this is so funny. I talked about this uh, with folks last last week on the state of the game. Somebody said, and it might have been Zizix, was like, yeah, I just F11. And I'm like, what, you mean tab target? And they're like, no, drop your camera. And I'm like, oh, wait, people, people do that. People drop their camera. Apparently people do. I've never I've never I don't think I've ever in a very long time, at least it's been a long time 
drop my camera anywhere. Look, if it's in clip range, now, is that something that they'll, you know, that's a kind, not kind of similar thing? People talk about it enough and Broadsword may say, you know what, we don't like that. That's not working. That's not working the way in which we envisioned it would. Maybe that was there for another reason. Or maybe that's just like it's there and it exists and Broadsword wants to keep it. It's just not something that many people do. When I talked about F11 amongst my uh, the Alliance and the Guild the other day, um, there were some people who were like, yeah, I do it. Of course I do that. And there were some that were like, wait, you can do that? <laughs> you, see, you learn something new every day. I mean, I've been doing this now since, I mean, I took a couple years off, but I've been doing this pretty much straight on since 2001. And I learned something new or learned something that somebody's doing new every single day. Up until not so long ago, and God help me, I don't know why, and this is super embarrassing to even suggest that I thought this, but I thought that being res sick even after you got res meant that you, um, that you were like you, you didn't have speed or that you wouldn't run as fast. You you had you know res illness and that you were slow, and I thought that that applied to anybody who released or got res. I don't know why because I clearly would have been able to tell, and it's not like my IRS is so high like I don't. <laughs> I don't die a whole lot, so I don't notice. It was probably a year ago, somebody, and I'm sure at some point somebody told me that six years ago, but I just forgot or I don't remember or I didn't know. We're humans. We make mistakes. We forget things. So um, I'll, I'll talk. If I would love to hear if you guys have questions uh, about specific things. We're probably going to wrap this up. This is the longest one that we ever done. We're probably going to wrap this up in a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about like the next project that I'm working on. And I would love if you guys have questions or you're curious about something to drop it in, because if I don't know the answer, um, I'll certainly speculate on it. There might be somebody in chat that knows. Uh, I am embarking on a new project. Um, I've started working on it today. It's going to take some time. There are some some surprises in the mix that I can't talk about. Uh, uh, involved this involving this project, but I am working on a deep dive into um, the top and like the 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 top PVE encounters and the top PVE areas and zones and artwork of the game that people just don't visit anymore. And I'm doing uh, I'm doing some of the encounters uh, with uh, Amadora, and I'm probably going to do them with some other folks too, um, depending because Amber's been super busy as of late. But I'm doing some encounters. We're going to go through some of the MLs, like the obscure MLs that are borderline broken or um, or just people that have, haven't touched them. We're going to go into old classic zones. Uh, I even have the ability, not on live, not on live, just very clearly, but I, I, um, I do have the ability to go into dev mode and fly around and video some of this stuff from different angles. So I'm going to incorporate some of that footage into what is the real um, the real life encounter like as you would play it on live or on live. So I've got all of these like I'm, I'm mixing all of this really cool and it's not just going to be like a fight recap video. There's actually some storytelling involved to it. And I've got some some, some surprises that are in store along the way. And I, I really hope that you guys will check it out. I'm very excited to do this. There's a ton of this game that's gorgeous that hasn't that hasn't been viewed or or, or um, paid much attention to in years. Yeah, the waterfall is 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 one for sure. Shrouded Isles is gorgeous. There's so many places. 
and I'm really excited to launch that um, that video series. Uh, and you can always go. Um, uh, there will be some previews for it on YouTube, and I'll probably play some uh, some previews on uh, on Twitch. But it's the video series itself, and all of my full length stuff that I produce is uh, Patreon only. It's available to Patreon supporters. Patreon.com/slash/RamicMedia. And I've got some great supporters in there, and the community continues to grow almost by the day. So patreon.com slash ramicmedia. Um, you get a ton of awesome, like hours and hours and hours and hours of content there. Uh, so Catacombs is no more. Uh, Catacombs got taken out when the Cursed campaign was put in. It was two or three years ago. Catacombs still exists, but... I I don't have a logical reason as to why it was pulled out of the game other than re- redoing the loot table in Catacombs was a bit daunting and they just didn't feel like it was super important to it wasn't prioritized. That's my that's my guess. Gear Bunny might have some information that I don't. The zone still exists. The jump points have been removed inside the zone so you cannot port in or out of there. But there are people that are still bound down there that can still go and that can still play, uh, but you can't um, you can't just go in there willy-nilly. In fact, I think it's possible because people are bound in there. Maybe they're logged in there and they, they can't return. I think it's more likely that um, they can still Sojo out and release to bind. I think they could. you could still potentially Sojo people in there, uh, but the people that have access still to Catacombs is far and few between. And if you guys, by the way, if you guys know, I would love this. If any of you know on any of the realms, um, somebody that has a sojourner that's in catacombs, send me a private message on Discord. Send me a whisper on Twitch, whatever. Um, and I will uh, credit you significantly because I want to do, I'd love to do catacombs on live. But unfortunately, I cannot do catacombs on live, so I have to do it somewhere else. But um, I, and it's not going to be, it won't be a free shot. <laughs> Um, but I, I unfortunately have to take at least popular free shot. I, I have to take that footage from somewhere else. But I'd love to do it on live. I'd love all of this to be done on live. So yeah, uh, Zizix, uh, uh, mess, message, message me. Just message me. Yeah, it's only one zone. You can't leave. Yeah, well, let, but I, I would like to. I'd like to go I, and tell me why I have to be careful about going in there. I, I don't know. Um, uh, why that would be an issue. I know that there are some jump points that don't exist and you can fall into a black hole, but um, if they really wanted to, um, if they really wanted to uh, prevent access to catacombs, they would do, um, they would put in an auto port out. They'd, they'd add that into the server and they could, they could port you right out immediately as soon as you logged in within a radius of the bind point. So it doesn't seem like that's a huge priority for them for whatever reason. Yeah, and OF is another thing. So uh, this is maybe the last thing I'll talk about. OF still exists. It's still there. There are people that over the years have had access to OF. It's there. Um, the For the most part, the well, at least at the Relic Keeps, there are guards. Um, the mobs are still there, but none of the mechanics, like none of the keep mechanics and any of that stuff works. The portal keeps are still heavily, heavily defended. Uh, but there are no, um, there's really nothing that you can do inside of there other than potentially PVE and just explore. And I've asked Broadsword, um, at least I've, when I say I've asked Broadsword, like I've mentioned this to Beeb once or twice, and I think I've talked about this here and I've talked about it um, uh, in Discord. But like I have, I've passed along feedback that 
I would very much like them to open up the gates to OF. I do not think they're in any position to make it an RVR event. The amount of work that it would take, I, I suppose they could insert jump points and bring people back in and they could do like one zone, but there's the keep takes would be out of the question. It honestly might break stuff um, just to just to get uh, huge fights in there. I don't know how that exactly would work, but when they when they built new frontiers, a lot of the mechanics of the way um, those relic keeps and all that stuff was there. A lot of the the way that worked was shifted, and so trying to trying to get that um, in, in simplistic terms, trying to get um, old frontiers to work again, is a nightmare, and it would take so much time to do it that I I do not believe that we will ever see. Um, old frontiers make any kind of return even for an event um, but however with that being said um, it would be cool to set to remove the um, to remove the um, the jump point at the other side of the, the relic keeps or the, the like Savage and Snowdonia and um, you know Legion and whatever the, the, all of all of those um, those portal keeps and then remove the two NPCs that kill you as soon as you go through there and just allow people to go explore it, even if it's just on their home realm. Because there are some folks that it's not a matter of um, it's not a matter of wanting to see. Um, it's not a matter of wanting to, like, relive that experience. Right. in like RVR, because anybody who played OF knows Hopefully, maybe you remember, maybe you don't. It's been a long time. But how challenging geographically geographically it was to find fights in OF. It's uh, with the current population and people being split and having to port and zone, it would be an absolute nightmare. And it just wouldn't work for modern day RVR as it stands now. But. But. If you have the population, OF is great. OF with new keeps is a winner, in my opinion. But anyway. I digress. Uh, I think if they just did a weekend event where they opened up OF to the home realm and just allowed people to run through and explore it, that would be, you'd probably get a bunch of people to come back for that. That would be fun. Just to go explore it, to PVE a little bit out there, to go roam through, to go see what it used to be like. With the express understanding that that's not something that they could just easily like bring back. But those, like we talked about dynamic fights earlier tonight. Those kinds of things, those kinds of events where it gives people something different. Maybe something that's a little unexpected, because OF would certainly be unexpected. I mean, maybe some of the people that have been on free shards would would remember OF because some of them are still running OF or have run OF in the past. But but to the but to the the population that exists right now in Uwain that does not and has not and will not ever go to a free shard. think uh it'd be uh, it, it, it'd be fun to open up those gates Catholic valley is basically a remodeled email it's true at least it, the way in which it functions is absolutely true the way the portal keeps are and the way there's kind of a path in between ev was ev was one of my favorite places to go oh sorry um email was one of my favorite places to go i have so many memories of that um so desperate asks can you talk about what you prefer about new keeps ramic um I prefer everything having to do with geometry fixes that have occurred since those old keeps existed. There are so many problems with old keep, old keeps and geometry issues. So many problems. Anytime um, broadsword pulls up, uh, 
or pulls out one of those BG events in a place that has an old keep design, right? And like all of these people, these huge zergs of like 50 or 60 at a time trying RVR. And and mind you, those are like, you know, these the new keeps are way bigger than the old keeps. Like way bigger. The new keeps are are so much more spacious than the old keeps. Um and the amount of geometry issues that those old keeps had, it just is impossible. Um, newer keeps have fewer choke points, more strategy involved. Yeah, absolutely. We think that we've got very few choke points in the new keeps. But when you go back into OF and you visit those old keeps, it's like, holy crap, those towers. Is my chair on fire? What? Is there something on fire that I should be aware of? Is it just that I'm really excited? Um, <laughs> it, there's it, nothing like those old keeps. And they're very frustrating. No, it's just the lights. Yeah, so I've got NVIDIA broadcast, um, which I love, by the way, the new RTX cards. I think the 2080 Super could do it, too, but um, I can it, that's how the that's how the blur is done. I don't have a fancy DSLR here. Um, I have a 4K Logitech Brio camera, and that's all done in software and I can turn it up or down. I can even remove the background. Oh, the mesh chair. Yeah, the mesh chair is a it's not great for this. <laughs> And with the Christmas lights, it's even messing with it even more because generally speaking, uh, this works really well. You put a green screen behind. I do actually have a green screen that I used to use on the channel years ago, years ago, months ago. Hasn't been that long. And uh, it, it works. This this combined with a green screen is is better than any um, uh, chroma key software I've ever used in a TV studio. It's really good. These graphics cards are nuts. Also, um, NVIDIA broadcast. Uh, this is what. This is what I sound like with the noise canceling turned off. I don't know if you can hear any background noise. You probably can. But I'm about to turn it on. And this is what I sound like noise canceling. And that's all done through the graphics card. It's really cool. Anyway. Uh, Old Frontiers is great, but I just don't I don't think it, it, it don't think it works for modern day RVR. And certainly not the old keeps. So there are, I will tell you though, um, I did stumble across, I'm not going to tell you how or, or where or why, but I did stumble across some very, very, very interesting old keep designs that I had never seen before. And people that I had spoken to who know a lot about the game had never seen before, or at least that's what they told me. I believe them. It turned out that these were designs in old New Frontiers. Or New Frontiers, not New New Frontiers. There were different designs of keeps. Very similar to the way that there are different designs of towers. Um, as like with posterns and stuff. That don't really... They do actually exist in the game. Pro tip. Little fun point. That'll never happen in EV. But if you if you claim the EV towers and you upgrade... If you let them upgrade to level 10, they turn into the old the old towers with posterns. And the spiral staircase. I found that out a couple weeks ago. On live. So if ever if anybody ever wants to do like a realm event or like can somehow like get everybody in the, on the server to not take the towers and the opposing realms and just like let the towers sit and upgrade to level 10, all of the towers will have posterns on them and spiral staircases. Anyway, I saw um, I saw these keeps came across them. I don't remember them. I don't remember them, but they were the craziest looking keeps I've ever seen. They were huge. They were even bigger than the ones that existed. I think, Broadsword, if you're listening, those are the keeps you need to bring back, and those are the keeps that you need to be working on 
as you're making these fixes, um, my, my two, my two cents, my 10 cents. These are the keeps. Those are the keeps. Those style of keeps are the ones that you need to bring back with the, the primary thing that changes as they level up is how big the center tower gets. The inner gets. Oh my God. I love those. No, not the old relic keeps. You know what? I think because it's, this is not, um, I can, I can show this to you guys because it's not something, it's not some internal thing at broadsword. Um, it's not like, uh, I think I can, I think I can show you there from what I've been told by a number of people that are also informed about the game that these were old frontier keeps. Let me see if I can pull up an image of them and then I can show you what it looks like. I'd never seen these until, I don't know, three weeks ago. Two weeks ago at like I stumbled across them at like three in the morning or four in the morning. I don't remember these, but the the way in which they're structured is like something I've never seen before. Like these ladders here. This is like super janky what I'm doing for the stream. But these ladders. Oh, God, what did I just do? And the doors and then um, the uh, the intersection. So right above the center door, there is this grate that you can like look down people look on look down on people that are coming through this is the keep that they need to bring back this to me this solves if you re- if you like kill climbing spikes on heavy tanks or at least reduce their use and you put this keep in place you've solved your problems entirely you've solved 99% of your issues a you're going to get people out that are super excited because there's a new keep design and B, you're giving people so many more places to fight, so many tiers, right? Because all of these levels, maybe except for the right up at the top, although that looks still like it might be within 1500 range. This, this to me, solves the problem that are existing. Um, and, and these ladders are great because you can, you know, you, you can climb up to any number of these. There's also, um, maybe if I can flip over to this other image, I, I don't know if I've got a picture of it that like shows. Yeah, is this it? Okay. So this is a level 10 one. You see on the left side of the inner that there are these three like plank. There's these balconies or these um, ramparts, whatever you want to call them, that run across um, that are like super close to the back of that inner. I mean, this is I'm sorry, but this is just this is like this is a brilliant layout. And this is I know it's bigger and I know like there's a lot of arguments to be made about why bigger stuff should not exist in the game and stuff should get smaller but like this is this to me is the solution to to the whole zerg issue very defendable and i hope i didn't just like spoil something because like maybe one of the things that they're working on is bringing these keeps back (laughs) it would be i just want to make it clear to everybody it would be pure coincidence if broadsword like the changes that they're making pure coincidence that that's what they're bringing back and i'm not taking any credit for any of it because i've not like, I've not told Broadsword I think this is what they should do. I've not said that to them. I'm not claiming ownership of this idea. I'm just saying those keep designs are the best. They're far better than what we have currently in NF. And that's what we need. We also want towers with posterns. That, or at least uh, towers that eventually, that upgrade. In fact, honestly, what I think should happen is I think it should be reversed. I think... Uh, lower level towers should have post turns and higher level towers should have one single entry choke point because their um, lower level towers are harder, generally harder to defend and it's nice to have a post turn that you can pop in and out of. But I'm telling you, those those keeps are just stunning. I like 
I completely lost it when I saw that. I was like, where is this something internal that I like? How did I like? How did I come across this? What is this nonsense? This is like crazy. Come come to find out they just they've always existed. <laughs> They're just all the old models. <laughs> what do I know? The reason they removed them was the ladders. Same with bridges. Why did they remove the keeps with ladders? What? Give me a reason why there was an Zizix. I don't know the history behind this. But uh, were the ladders? Was it too like too difficult to to fight inside with the ladders? Go look up the original video for New Frontiers. Okay. Technical ability to move up or down in a good way or a bad way. Like that the that the defending realm or, or the realm that's attacking has because I here's the thing. The issue right now. Oh, a skill. Oh, ladders and lag. Okay, so that might have been an issue. Might have been an issue before. Lag is far less of an issue now than it was before. And I say that coming from somebody that has an all-core 5 gigahertz 9700K, a 3080, 32 gigs of RAM, uh, 360, 360 or 360mm um, AIO cooler. Like, this machine, uh, an M uh, NVMe SSD, like, this machine is totally specced crazy for DAOC, and I still get lag. But the people, people, I don't think it doesn't lag doesn't exist like that for most people. Now, people have newer machines, certainly compared to what it was during uh, when New Frontiers was initially launched. Server FPS got too low and you fell off. I just I don't think that would be um, I don't think that would happen anymore. I just don't I don't see lag being an issue like that. If people can navigate fights underground in EV, which is I don't think there's any question how much more complex the design of that structure is compared to a keep in the middle of an island. Um, I'm, I just, I, I, I don't think there's any reason not to bring those back. It might have, might have been a very solid reason to remove them way back in the day, but God, bring those things back. That would solve most of the issues and limit climbing points or limit uh, limit climbing points. Maybe not to the not to a huge extent, but limit climbing points. And um, give defenders a little more access to siege in places, and um, and then limit the amount of climbing that heavy tanks can do, and also the amount of healing that they can receive when the rest of their group is not in the courtyard. Don't nerf stealthers. Don't remove the ability for stealthers to climb. Like, don't do any of that. Don't ruin other people's solo play. And I don't. I, and I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Broadsword would ever do that. But. Those keeps are, in my mind, those keeps are a pretty much copy-paste answer to a lot of the issues that are happening right now. <laughs> Stone Soldier says, man, old Relic Raids on, on uh, Old Frontiers K, I couldn't tell if it was the game or my, pota my potato computer. But 300 mids, 300 hibs, and 300 albs jamming with 200. Just look at the ground and spam heals. That's, I mean, my first RVR fights were on dial-up. The closest thing we have to old bridges are the EV towers, not the capturable ones. Yeah, that's true, actually. But the capturable ones do, in fact, have um, the so the three towers on EV right now. If you claim them and you allow them to upgrade to level 10, which I don't think in the history of EV being there has ever happened. <laughs> but if you allow them to upgrade to level 10, they do, in fact, spawn a poster. And they become those 
older towers. Did they ever speed hack up and down the ladder? Again, I mean, speed hacking is, it might have been a thing that existed in large amounts before. It doesn't, speed hacking is not something you can get away with. Can you technically do it? Yes. Will you get caught? Yes. Will you get banned for it? Yes. I don't think Broadsword takes the speed hackers too, uh, too lightly. I think they, they're pretty serious about it. Okay. Two hours and 48 minutes we've done this thing. And for the poor folks that... <laughs> poor folks. For the folks that watch this, and, and again, this is... This state of the game thing is the most popular video, stream, whatever, that I post on the channel. Far and away, more people watch this than they do any of the recaps uh, or any of the highlights, any of the old um, old video thing. The old video thing. The old fights that you can watch on Twitch. You can watch like the replays of them for a week or two. Or switch it out. Let light tanks climb instead of heavies. Much squishier. That, that could work, yeah. The problem is that everybody, every single... Uh, Every single heavy tank will switch to a light tank. What Hero told me the other day about the keep changes, and I believe this, and I think he's told Broadsword this too. What Phil told me is that um, if they make keep doors harder, I will just bring more champions. <laughs> he will just bring more siege buff. Harder doors, more buff is pretty much what he told me. He's already thinking about ways to circumvent it. Just, just make it more. So you could do that. You could give light tanks climb. Uh, the 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 problem is that light tanks have oftentimes have a lot more utility than heavy tanks and the survivability of light tanks if they're not being completely like rammed down by a ton of different people like you don't want to give champs climb nor do you want to give mercs climb i just like the damage the amount of damage output that you can do on some of these tunes is nuts it's good should not be nerfed should not be changed but you really don't, you don't want light tanks climbing into, I don't know. I just, I see that as an issue because they'll, they'll go up, they'll, they can wipe, you know, a person or two. They can definitely handle the guards. Most of them can handle the guards, unless it's maybe relic guards. The more I think about it, the less I like that idea. I don't know. Sometimes I got to think things through while talking in order to get to the bottom of it. It, uh, it probably should go back to just stealthers with climb. I don't think that's a terrible idea. I don't know why heavy tanks need to climb into keeps. I don't think. I think Legan, Legan would agree. Oh, Legan, Phil told you the same thing. Isn't that funny? I think Legan agrees with me that heavy tanks don't need climb. Hey, minstrels used to climb walls. They still do. If you if you spec high enough in stealth, you can. I think it was a 26 stealth? 25 stealth? I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time. But yeah, you can still climb on minis. Why did we even get climb? I don't know. I don't know. It happened, though. Okay. I think that's where we call it, ladies and gentlemen. I think. I think it is 25, yeah. I am so happy that you guys stuck around for as long as you did. And some of you guys like serious troopers here for, for sticking around. Um, I hope the music wasn't too loud during all this. But real troopers for sticking around and hanging out and asking all these questions and spending time. Uh, just a couple things. So um, first, thanks to uh, everybody that... Uh, thanks to Zizix. Um, and uh, BD Shums earlier, um, who, uh, who 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 subbed. Uh, Zizix is now uh, six months in, two months in a row, six months in. Thank you so much for that. Um, and just really quickly want to draw attention. I've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash There There is a ton of content there. 
Um, if I could only have like an hour or two, I'd probably get it done in the morning. I said that yesterday and this morning I ended up, I stayed up until two in the morning talking to friends and slept in way late and never got the recap done this morning. But the goal is to finish it tomorrow. It's mostly done. I got to finish it. But there's fight recaps. There's like 14 hours of content on page for Patreon members only of all sorts of stuff. Fight recaps, the um, this deep dive into the art and some of the stuff like the, the unexplored zones will be available. The full length stuff will be available to Patreon members only. And it's just it's five bucks a month that gets you in. That's it. I think it's well worth it. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe it's not. But there's a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, patreon.com slash ramicmedia would highly encourage you to check it out you also get a special badge you get vip status in twitch chat you get a special badge in discord it's fun um but again as i've said many times tonight i digress um i do want to thank the current patreon subs though real quick before we head out siambra and pronder thank you guys so much for being beard crew members that's a ton of support every month and it really pushes the channel forward thank you those are beard crew members. That's the top level support. Um, the tier three, which has now been renamed. It's not over. That's that. That's what the tier is called now. Um, at Borgio and Carol. Thank you so much. Beep. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. And to Bellamar, to God, to Neomatrix, Ollie, Keat, and Veneer. Thank you guys for being supporters as well. That that new tier one is called the winner. And there's really cool little images. I don't know if you saw it, but um, if you go into the tier, the tier levels now, there's really cool images associated. They're not just it's not just beer anymore. I thought that was a little bit weird, especially if people don't drink. Like, I changed it, really, for that reason. Anyway, look, thanks, guys. Thank you so, so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Um, we're back tomorrow uh, with, well, another stream. I, I think it sounds like it might be uh, another duo stream, but it also might be um, an LBG night. Leading an LBG. I don't know. I got to talk to Zoo and to Bammers about this. I don't know. Yeah, Ollie, like me, I don't drink. Right. And the last thing I want to do is assign you a tier for, for beer, of all things. Post it in your general. All I could find of the old keep. Thank you, Zizix. I appreciate that. So I will um, I will for sure. Uh, I'll check that out. Until next time, be safe. Wear a mask. Please take care of everybody around you. And uh, well, we'll see you. The plan is at least uh, to see you in 24 hours. Take care. Good night.